This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, March 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Tredifferent Township police have arrested one man and are searching for others in connection with a massive mail fraud ring. Police believe the thieves are working in roughly 39 jurisdictions, including some out of the state. The case was broken uh, was broken wide was broken wide open. Yeah, okay. Uh, with the December 2021 arrest of Bruno Nianu. According to police, Nianu was lurking outside a postal box by the Paley Post Office. There was a brief chase and then a crash. Police say uh, they recovered more than 600 stolen checks, stolen gift cards, and credit cards. Mm. An arrest warrant has been issued for Zidane Gallimore in connection with the investigation. Police believe Gallimore was working with Nianu, but don't believe the two men were the ringleaders. In fact, investigators believe about 90 additional people are part of this ring. Police say that they uh, they are, they've been hiring uh, these people through cash for checks Instagram ad. After stealing the mail and finding the checks, uh, they wash them and use an acetone solution to take the mm. ink off of the check. They then reissue the check with different names, different accounts, and then deposit them. They're getting into the mailboxes after hours and taking the entire lot of the mail uh, that are in those mailboxes, says Lieutenant uh, Tyler Moyer. How often do you think people are accused of loitering um, instead of lurking? Lurking, uh, loitering. Yeah, yeah it's a, a thin question. line, is it not? And by the way, this sounds like Catch Me If You Can, where it he was doctoring sure the checks. Does, yeah. You know, you don't hear of that anymore. Anyone experiencing similar check fraud can contact your local police department or the post office. Um, due to the nature of the thefts, authorities strongly discourage placing outgoing mail, particularly checks in personal or external United States post office mailboxes at this time. I stopped using, we have one right down at the end of our block, and I stopped using it because of so much of this has been going on. You know what, I went to, uh, there was one at the bottom of my street, a, a mailbox, and I went to go put something in there, and it's gone. And I was like, oh, I wonder how long that's been gone. <laughs> right, yeah. But, I mean, I, mean, I couldn't find one in my area. I had to go to the post office and use the one inside the post yeah, office. Yeah, probably better. Uh, if online bill pay is not available, mail should be deposited inside of your nearest local uh, United States post office. If anyone has information about the whereabouts of uh, Zidane Gallimore, you are asked to contact the Tredifferent Township Police Department. Philadelphia police are investigating after a man was shot and killed just after he got cash out of an ATM on Thursday night. It happened at 8.15 at the Citizens Bank vestibule area near Germantown and Cheltenham Avenues in the city's Germantown section. According to Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small, the 69-year-old victim was approached by two men who announced a robbery. Police say for some unknown reason, one of the suspects then shot the man at least twice before they fled on foot. The victim was shot in the abdomen and was found lying in the lobby area of the ATM. He was pronounced dead at the scene. According to police, the unidentified victim lives in the area and was dropped off at the ATM by his grandson. Police say the suspects may have gotten away with little to no cash. No arrests have been made in the case at this time. Authorities believe nearby cameras may have captured the shooting and could provide a description of the suspects. Anyone with information is asked to contact police by calling 215-686-TIPS. Gas prices continue to skyrocket across the country as the war in Ukraine intensifies, and some believe prices will continue to balloon in the weeks ahead. According to AAA Mid-Atlantic, the average cost of a gallon of regular gas in Philadelphia is just below $4. In neighboring New Jersey, motorists pay $3.69 on average, and in Delaware, a gallon will cost you $3.77. Some believe prices will rise even higher over the next several days as the West continues uh, to react to the worsening war in Ukraine. Motorists already battered by inflation in other markets are bracing for even higher higher uh, gas prices at the pump in sports this morning 
The Flyers lost to the Minnesota Wild, giving up a 4-3 lead in the third period and falling 5-4 last night in South Philly. Ryan Hartman had two goals, and Jonas Brodin and Matt Boldy scored 25 seconds apart in the third to lead the Wild to the comeback win. The Flyers are at home again tomorrow afternoon. They'll host the Chicago Blackhawks. The puck is set to drop at 3 o'clock. The Sixers will look to continue their four-game winning streak when they host the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight. The Cavs are in sixth place in the Eastern Conference, while the Sixers are tied with the Chicago Bulls for second and are two and a half games behind the Miami Heat for first place. Tip-off is set for 7 o'clock. And tomorrow, Duke University's men's basketball head coach Coach Mike Krzyzewski will coach his final home game at Duke against their chief rival, North Carolina. Tickets for the game at Cameron Indoor Stadium are reaching prices usually reserved for the Super Bowl with the cheapest seats now going for $3,500. The average price is nearly double that and reports of some of the best seats on the market going for more than $50,000 each. All 208 of Krzyzewski's former players have been invited back to the game. Tip-off tomorrow is 6 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. You had your coffee yet, Kathy? <laughs> no. Tripping Shevsky. over some things this oh, morning. Oh, I got that the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, listen, welcome uh, to Friday morning. It's a, it's a wonderful thing, uh, this weekend thing that we have ahead of us. And that means some things are going to happen. We have a $500 Joseph Anthony Retreat Spa uh, Salon and Gift Card that we will give away for our Letter of the Day Word of the Week prize. So that's coming up at the end of the program. We also have some guests on the show today. Alonzo Bodden, who is performing at Helium Comedy Club tonight, will be checking in with us, and he'll be there Saturday as well. So around 9 o'clock, we'll do that. And then uh, this Mountain Fest that we gave away, in fact, it was uh, our Word of the Week prize last week, I think, for uh, Montage Mountain. And Spin Doctors are going to be playing. Uh, Chris Barron is a yes. great guy. He's the lead He's singer awesome. of the band. We had him here in the studio. Had such a great conversation. He's such a music fan. Right. And gave us some insight into some uh, lyrics that we never knew about. Yeah. Uh, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong is about his, uh, his stepmother, which was kind of <laughs> weird. We never really considered that. But nonetheless, really nice guy. We're going to check in with him in the 9 o'clock hour as well today. And uh, whatever we have to give away, we'll give away. We'll dive into a few different things. I know we have a Kaiva Connoisseur stuff. Oh, yeah. To go. Tons oh, of stuff. And also... Froggy has released a new single. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we should play that on yeah. the Bizarre File. Just a short song as if, you know, I mean, all their material. It's their opus. But you know what? It's really good. It's like, it's... it's. I it's, haven't heard it. It's different. It's, uh... Really? Yeah, okay. I'm yeah. looking at... Okay. Right. Yeah, Is so, it a ballad? It's not a ballad. <laughs> okay, right. But it's got a little more melody to it, which cool. is kind of ah. cool. So we'll, uh, we'll play it's part it. part of a concept <laughs> album that lasts four minutes. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we, we do our, our Friday song on uh, with Froggy, so we'll we'll play their new single coming up. Uh, oh, I'm excited. Time. Yeah. yeah. So these things and more are taking place. What a beautiful day to share together. We'll take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report. Steve, you guys, you're all going to gonna love my very first entertainment story this morning. It's a good one. All right. We'll come back at that in a moment. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. 
Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, the stupid question this morning. By the way, the prize for a pack of tickets for the uh, Progressive Insurance uh, Atlantic City Boat Show, which is going on this weekend. It's a boat show. Uh, it's about boats. And the question we have for you is, which U.S. state has the motto, ad astra per aspera, meaning to the stars through difficulties? Mm-hmm. What state would U.S. state? 215-263-WMMR. That motto again is ad astra per aspera. Let's see if you know the answer to that, and we'll mention birthdays while we're waiting for your call. Today's Friday, March 4th. It is Chaz Bono's birthday today, child of Cher and the late Sonny Bono. Uh, Chaz is 53 years old, went through gender reassignment uh, in Chaz's late 20s, maybe? Yeah, like it seems like forever ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think of Chaz is Chaz. Chaz is Chaz. Yep, you know? totally. Yeah. I don't think of Chastity anymore. That's a name for a, uh, Chaz a band. Chaz. Chaz is Chaz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, man. Yeah. Uh, Chaz is a manly man. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, it worked. Yep. So, Chaz, hang on, I'm writing down I need Chaz to see a Chaz. picture of Chaz now, because I got to see if Chaz has a better beard than he Chaz, Chaz, Chaz had yeah. a beard. Chaz had Chaz, a beard. A rock really, beard. A really Stop. nice beard and mustache. What? Sucks for me. Why? Because <laughs> my beard sucks, dude. Like, I just wish it was better. And, and, have and, you considered gender reassignment? No, but, like, Instagram <laughs> knows me pretty well, and there's this stupid thing that, like, it's a roller that you put on your face. Yeah. And it, like, kind of punctures your skin a little bit. Uh, what? I know. Oh, <laughs> I, and I'm thinking about getting it, but then, like, I look at the reviews, and some people are like, totally worked. And then other reviews totally are like, this work. is a scam. Yeah. Let me see. Well, your, your beard it, is It's fine. okay. I just, like, what? right... Right here, not here so much. No, uh, kind of like I just want my. He's che- got gaps in his yeah. beard. That's all there is to I it. I just yeah. want the cheek line filled a little bit better. Okay, mm. all right. All right. You, know you, you want is. a full beard? I want a full. I think of your beard, Preston. My beard is filled out. I used to, I used to shave this. I used to shape it and have uh, yeah. very uh, defined lines. And I've decided, you know, I'm gonna let it grow out and just see. Where it grows and where it doesn't. Yeah. If and you were to contour, don't you think, Preston, if he was to, yeah. to contour you, a little bit, raise it up on the neck? Yeah. Well, and, and unless you mean, I, I need to shave the neck. I All got right. my, my neared, as I call it, uh, neck beard. But uh, I, I don't grow into the uh, the cheeks as much. Yeah. You know, right. Listen, we all have our faults. We do. You need we a proper do. shaver. Ken, what's the thing you use to shave your back? <laughs> but I'm I'm intrigued by this this thing that punches holes in your cheeks. Yeah, it's what? like a little roller. Have Is you it guys... like a face irrigator? Yeah, it's not. It doesn't punch holes in your face. Right. It's like um... it looks like uh, I, 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 I'm I'm seeing like a, you know what an aerator is when they aerate yes. your lawn. Yeah. It's, yeah. Kind, it's that's like exactly a, what I was thinking. Of. It it's is kind of like that. It's like a mini one like that. It almost has these little teeny like spikes in them. And then yeah. you and have little tiny hole. little yeah. tiny farming characters go up and down your face. No, right. case. I was just thinking of like a gaping hole. Yeah. In your face. Yeah. Like it's What's like, it supposed to do? Is it supposed to create growth? I don't it's know. It's supposed to put you out 30 bucks. Yeah, like, right? There yeah. you go. <laughs> it achieves that. All right, anyhow. Danny Farts. Chaz Bono is 53 today. Uh, actress Patricia Heaton. Uh, Patricia Heaton, sorry, from Everybody Loves Raymond. In the middle? Uh, so, yes, celebrates her 64th birthday today. Uh, Steven Weber of Wings is oh. 61. We were talking we about We probably say this one. every year, but it's back-to-back Wings birthdays because it was uh, Tim Daly's birthday. That's right, yep. I mean, uh, I just recently. I forget what he was pitching, but it was... Very good. The great Catherine O'Hara oh. celebrates her birthday today. She's so awesome. Did you watch S's Creek? Uh, you know what? 
It she, didn't catch me. I, I watched the first episode. Rochelle and I watched it together. We watched it twice, actually. Yeah. Second time around, I still you didn't have to, yeah. get brought on board. And I know, is it one of those where you got to go three episodes before you get in? Because I was sort of the same way, because that first episode was one of those anything that can go wrong will go wrong type of deals, and it always makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But um, my wife got into it. So it, for me, it was on in the background quite a bit, and then I just started watching it along with her, and her character is just... It's just perfection. Okay. Well, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get another episode in and see if it if it hooks me or not. Uh, so Catherine O'Hara, not besides that, a mighty win, Beetlejuice, Best in Show, Home Alone, all these great movies. She's sixty eight today. Evan Dando, the lead singer of the band The Lemonheads, uh, turns fifty five years old. I always uh, dug this cover. Absolutely, man. And man, was he the it guy? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was the heartthrob for the uh, alt community for a while. Yeah, in the early days of uh, of the alt movement. And we found out he had a, a connection to Adam Goldberg and the Goldbergs. In fact, he appears in a Goldbergs episode. That's right. Uh, it's pretty wild. Uh, so he is fifty five today. Uh, Michael T. Williamson, or is it Michael? It's T. Michael T. Michael T. Yeah, yeah. Right, Michael T. Williamson. Yeah. Uh, he's Bubba. Hey, Bubba. Forrest Gump. Yep. Yep. He's also in Heat. Uh, he plays a, a cop in Heat. He's great in that as well. Okay. He turns uh, 65 today. And then the last birthday I saw is Andrea Bowen of Desperate Housewives. You guys know who that is? Uh, it kind of sounds familiar. They had, they had a rotating cast. You guys watched yeah, Desperate Housewives. She's I loved it. 32. So, yeah, on the younger end for that oh, cast. She was Wait, the... there's a uh, friend of the show's birthday today. It's more uh, important than Andrea Bowen. Oh, man. It's yeah. Daniel Roebuck's birthday. Oh. Uh, Daniel Roebuck is going to be playing Grandpa. Monster in the uh, Rob Zombie version of the Monsters, I'm, and we spoke to him not that long ago about it. That, knowing that's going on keeps me happy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait to see that. Uh, but he was in uh, The Fugitive and Lost, and uh, uh, what's the uh, uh, what's the River movie? Um, oh, uh, Mr. Gr- uh, not Mr. Gr- uh, river runs through it. Nope, not a river runs through oh, it. Um, river Wild, River's Edge, River's, River's Edge. Edge. Thank you very much, yeah. Steve. So happy birthday to one Mr. Daniel Roebuck, friend of the show, and Andrea Bowen played Terry Hatcher's daughter on Desperate ah, Housewives. Ah. There it is. Thank you, Kathy. All right, uh, question that we. Where the hell they go? Where'd they go? No, I had a different uh, question. We'll save that one for Monday. Um, what the f- Which U.S. state has the motto Ad Astra Per Aspera? Uh, 215263WMMR. And we'll go to Nikki. Hey there, Nikki. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. Nikki, which U.S. state has the motto Ad Astra uh, Per Aspera? The state motto of Kansas. You got it. Yes. yes. Hang on, Nikki. We are going to give you a four-pack of tickets for the Progressive Insurance Atlantic City Boat Show, which is now through Sunday at the Atlantic City Convention Center. You can get your tickets today at acboatshow.com. All right. I love this first story. Uh, Harvey Weinstein (laughs) issued an apology yesterday because he got caught with some contraband in prison. The contraband was milk duds. Milk duds. What a scumbag. Wow. That's perfect. Yeah. I like milk Dutch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Contraband. Very good. He wasn't supposed to have them. All right. And he had them. Listen, can you put a packet of milk Dutch in your butthole? <laughs> well, it was after a visit with his attorney, so maybe he did that. Maybe he hit him in his butt. I. He should not have milk duds. There should be no joy in his life. According to Variety, the disgraced movie producer was found to be in possession of the candy during a search of his prison cell November 10th uh, of last year following a a meeting with one of his attorneys, so they had to snug it into him. Don't you? He's probably a red vine guy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes, of course. 
Uh, in a statement provided to E! News on March 3rd, the 69-year-old movie mogul said this was an innocent misunderstanding. It was not, it will not happen again. I, I mean, I, I, why even apologize? I'm not, if I was in because, jail, Casey, it, it's because it's a it's it's going to be a blemish on his prison record. You've got to still be on your best you behavior. Uh, thing right, you, want prison. <laughs> you want good behavior. You the Imagine, guy wants to get out of jail. That's, that's yeah. the thing that sullies yeah. his reputation. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Not the bathroom no, jerking the, it yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, it's probably milk jugs. <laughs> I don't know what they call it, but like their demerits or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so right. that's absolutely right. One, there's a certain amount, and then you're gonna. Oh, you could lose, like, yard privileges or TV yeah. privileges, I mean, yeah. honestly, or you can't go on field trips. How the mighty have fallen. Yes. He's apologizing for having milk duds. Mm-hmm. Did you bring enough for every prisoner, <laughs> Mr. Weinstein? And that's uh, the way it should be. So yeah. he said, I've been a model inmate following the rules and regulations, and I am sincerely sorry. Uh, he is currently being held at the medical wing of the Los Angeles jail while he awaits, awaits trial for rape and sexual assault. Uh, and, and by the way, these first few stories are just, they're just goofy stories. All right, I okay. like them. Listen, uh, anything that keeps us away from the Kardashians. Uh, well, that's coming up. Right. That's coming up. All right, so Machine Gun Kelly and his fiance Megan Fox have become cat parents. The couple <laughs> took to Instagram to let the world know that they've adopted a kitten. And it's beautiful. In the photo, the couple is posing in matching cheetah print pajamas <laughs> with their new fur family member named Whiskey. That's actually a cute name. I like it. Uh, the cat looks to be a Savannah cat, a special breed that's a hybrid uh, cross between an African serval, <laughs> uh, which is actually technically a wild animal, and a domestic cat. Oh, my God. I didn't see the picture. Nick just pulled it up. Their leopard print pajamas are pink and purple. Okay. Uh, he's got pink hair. Uh, and the cat has its natural leopard print. Oh, Imagine hanging around the house like this, Kathy. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> Wow. Um, I always see those cats, though. And so you're, it is part wild animal? Well, yeah. part uh, several really cool markings on it. I mean, are, they, can, are they nasty? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I, But it's it's a cross between that and a, and a domestic cat. So I would imagine that it's, it falls within the realms of something that's domesticated. I always look at pictures of these cats. Like for my next cat, I'm like, I either want this that looks like I, you know, have a cheetah living in my house or the hairless cat. Yep. Yeah. You can get, there, there are domestic short hairs. Like I had one, my cat Bumper had sort of these markings. It was kind of a, you a can brownish, find them. Uh, brownish and black oh, yeah. um, stripes. But this has like leopard spots yeah. on it. Yeah. Pretty damn cool. Go to shelter. I mean, there there's loads of cat breeds. And even if you want something that's a little bit more exotic, you can find them at shelters and, and uh, you know, adopt them. But there are, there's plenty out there. Courtney Kardashian abstain from sex with fiance Travis Bar- Barker as part of the Ayurvedic cleanse. You're a dick cleanse? What is that? What? Ayurvedic. A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-I-C. What is that? Which focuses on drawing toxins out of the body. Huh. Uh, in an interview published on <laughs> Thursday, the reality store, uh, reality star, I'm sorry, uh, told Bustle, the uh, publication, that her first, that her sex fast was crazy. Crazy. Yeah, she said, but it actually made everything better. Like, if you can't have caffeine when you have your first matcha, Matcha. What's what's matcha? Like a uh, tea? coffee? Huh? No, it's like a uh, Eastern tea. Yeah. Matcha That's tea. Crazy. I'm definitely a matcha man. <laughs> matcha, matcha man. You're yeah. a matcha man. Yeah. Uh, Did you always want to be a matcha always man? Always wanted to be a matcha man. You know. 
You've got to be one. So she said, like, if you can't have caffeine when you have your first matcha, it's so good. Okay. Matcha, matcha man. What is that? Is it matcha or maca? Matcha. Like, matcha? Nick yeah. knows I don't. Yeah, it's matcha. Matcha, matcha, matcha. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, all right, what is, what is the, uh, can you look up the uh, the diet, Marcia, Nick? Marcia, Marcia, It's A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-I-C. Yeah. It's an Eastern medicine, um, so like herbal remedies and uh, lifestyle practices, massage, meditation, yoga, that kind of thing. Okay. All right, got Knock it. it off. So she had to stop having sex in order to do that. You have no touch on that thing. Staying in that Kardashian realm, um, Pete Davidson is reportedly going to New Heights in space with Jeff Bezos. Are you kidding? Yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey, yes, he's Jeffrey Bezos. Uh, the New York Post reported Thursday <laughs> that uh, the comedian was close to signing a deal to join Bezos on a Blue Origin space flight likely later this year. Is he ponying up the money or has he been? You know I what? He's going to be gifted to him. Yeah, you know why? Remember, he and Kim Kardashian yes, they were had hanging dinner. Out. With Bezos. Yep, they were hanging out with him at dinner what at, at his home in January. So they've been over to the house and done all that. So I think he, you know. It's like you show up, you show up, when you used to show up at your friend's house or at a pool and you had like your snorkel with you or whatever. Yeah. What do you want to do? <laughs> yeah. So did he show up for dinner in a space suit? I think he had a helmet. Yeah, 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 hey, what are and, you guys uh, doing? What are you know. doing? <laughs> hey, I got a rocket. Really? So an unnamed source said that Pete is excited. They haven't signed a contract yet, but it looks like it's going to happen. The details are being finalized. We live in a world, Preston, where you had the, the, the legendary astronauts of the space program, the yeah. historical hallowed the space John's program. Glenn. And now Pete Davidson's going up. Yeah, I know. Come on! Yeah. Uh, so when they were having dinner at Bezos' house, a source says uh, he got on really well with Jeff when they met. Uh, and they added that the flight would probably happen later on this year. So. That's one thing that people say about him is that he is just a really likable guy. And Did you see uh, James Gunn's tweet yesterday? The director? No. I, it kind of surprised me, Steve, but and I like James Gunn a lot. Yeah. And he, he wrote, for the record, Pete Davidson is one of the nicest, sweetest guys I know. A truly generous, tender, and funny spirit, and he treats everybody around him with respect. So, oh, like, okay. you know, for whatever that's worth, I mean, Pete gets dragged a lot, and yeah. probably some of it's deserved. Yeah. I remember uh, the Vinny Brand thing was kind of a yeah, weird. He, and he, he treated mm, Vinny yeah. with disrespect, which right. sucked. So, but, that's uh, right. You know, I don't know. You, t- you, you can't, you got to judge people, you know, as a full thing yeah. as opposed to. What they did to Vinnie Brand. <laughs> One more Kardashian thing. Uh, now that Kim is legally single, she has removed the West name from okay. her social media accounts. It's gone. Uh, e News reports that her Twitter and Instagram accounts were updated yesterday, uh, but her KKW fragrance brand still bears her married initials. Every, so every time you say that product line, I think, man, that's 1K away. That's 1K away. <laughs> so 1K K- away from disaster. So KKW, because it's a brand, yeah. I think is going to remain that way. So, yeah. Um, uh, Ukrainian-born actress Mila Kunis and her husband Ashton Kutcher have pledged to match up to $3 million worth of donations to Airbnb.org and Flexport.org through GoFundMe in an effort to raise $30 million for the refugees that are fleeing Ukraine. Uh, Kunis wrote on the couple's GoFundMe page, uh, while my family came to the United States in 19... When my, yeah, while my family came to the United States in 1991, I was born in uh, Chernivtsi, Ukraine in 1983. Ukrainians are proud and brave people who deserve our help 
in their time of need. This unjust attack on Ukraine and humanity at large is devastating, and the Ukrainian people need our support. That's very generous of them. Uh, within 10 hours, they already raised $3,038,150 right after creating that page. That's huge, man. Excellent. Good for them. Um, Rebel Wilson turned 42 on Wednesday and celebrated with the best birthday present, she said. The Australian-born actress announced in her Instagram story she had finally received her U.S. permanent resident card. So she is a United States resident, Rebel Wilson. That's a step before becoming citizen, I guess? I believe that might be it, Nick. I'm not sure exactly what that means technically. or or, It's one step Below a Coles card. Okay. Or no, no. Is, uh, when do you get that? Seeking <laughs> citizenship or not. No, so. that's cool. Yeah. Uh, who, who just also became a, uh, was it Helen Mirren? Became a U.S. citizen? Oh, I don't know. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Cool. I didn't see that. Uh, Amy Schumer discussed her decision to get liposuction during a recent appearance on Chelsea Handler's podcast. Uh, the train wreck star said that she decided to have the procedure done after turning 40 and having a C-section. And she shared the news about her surgery on Instagram in January and told Handler that uh, she just wanted to be honest about the change in her appearance. Uh, Schumer said, I just wanted to say that uh, because if anybody else sees me in pictures or anything and they're like, she looks thinner and whatever, it's because I had surgery. Uh, it's too hard, and I just want to be real about it, she said. I'll tell you what, again, I have mentioned this show botched. When you see them perform lipo... Oh, my God, that's an invasive procedure. It, yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, it, they're not gentle about it. No, they know? are not. They're ramming that suck uh-huh. hose into your fat. Uh-huh. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I mean, it's yeah. what essentially killed Kanye West's mom. Yeah, the uh, guy who performed the procedure improperly. Dude, so Rochelle had lipo several years yeah. ago, and uh, and uh, a tummy, it wasn't a tuck, I forgot what they called it, but anyhow, um, yeah, dude, and the recovery afterwards. How long? Holy Do you remember? cannoli. Uh, it was... Weeks, weeks. And yeah. So, but the weird thing is, is they put these, they essentially insert these this um, plastic gutter at the bottom, oh. and they have these tubes coming out both sides oh, of your body wow. with these yeah. with these bottles that hang there that have to the take drainage. all this drainage oh. and runoff. Mm-hmm. And I had to give her shots and stuff sick. like that. Oh, I shots. I, I forgot what it was for. It was some kind of it was uh, to wow. help protect you from like an, an antibiotic infection. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It is incredibly invasive. Yeah. Uh, so it is something that you don't take on lightly. So they had this one woman, <laughs> again, I'm not even a fan of this show, but every time it comes on, I, I watch it. They had this woman who had some sort of skin graft and it, the skin graft was not looking uh, good and it was just, it was a mismatch or whatever. So basically, they had a huge gap between the upper part of the skin on her abdomen and the lower. So they had to close it. Right. And and what they did, the amount of stuff, the amount of surgery involved is insane. Yep, yep. And uh, I was blown away by the recovery of it. So uh, Amy went through it, and uh, I'm sure she's happy with it. So good for her. Uh, the producers of the Oscars announced yesterday that Kevin Costner, Zoe Kravitz, Lady Gaga, Rosie Perez, Chris Rock, and Yun Yu Jung will be among the presenters on the March 27th telecast. Are you now a super Kevin Costner fan, Kathy, because you're a Yellowstone fan? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they will join the aforementioned Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, and Wanda Sykes, who will be hosting the broadcast together. Um, so that is coming up, like I said, March 27th. Actually, kind of looking forward to it, because I've watched a decent amount of the you movies. Know, I know the movies. You got some skin in the game. You watch the movies? Yep. You kind of get interested. You got some so. lipo skin in the game. That's right. 
Uh, all right, here is uh, your viral moment from yesterday. Joy Behar oh, yeah. fell just before reaching her seat at the beginning of Thursday's episode of The View. It. The 79-year-old comedian who was uh, helped up by co-host Sarah Haynes and Sonny Hostin, while the show's moderator, Whoopi Goldberg, told her to just stand. Uh, Behar was uninjured and joked, 25 years, that has never happened. Who do I sue? But yeah, at se- she's almost 80 years old. Wow. Yeah, I you fall. You gotta... yeah. Oh, it's it's easy to look at. She didn't, it okay. doesn't look painful. It's In fact, it's kind of in the aftermath of it. All she's right. just it, on the it's ground. It's nothing you haven't seen from someone who's been curb stomped. Okay. No, it's pretty benign. She, she she's rolls. Down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do we have audio? We do have audio. The first part is it's just them coming out. You're hearing the audience react, and then they make mention of the fall. All right, here we go. (laughs) Kind of heard the gas. Right, right. right, right. Come on, just stop. Just stand. And you're on the ground. It's happened to all of us at 25 one time or years. Another. That has never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I sue? Who do I sue? So, yep, she fell, but she's okay. Whoopi is the very has the, oh, the she's a person who says, you know, like if someone can't breathe, they'll say breathe. Or, you know, something falls down, stand up. It's like, that's not helping. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think she was kind of, yeah. I-, I took it as, like, she was trying to help her, like, listen, just stand up and, and we'll take she it from here. stupid. Like, yeah, look kind of. embarrassing me. Did she, um, tr- like, you, you kind of see the end of it. I, did she fall out of her chair? Or she was describes she later she was, she was leaning on the chair and the chair moved back okay. and that's how she fell. Okay. okay. Yeah. So she planted, she uh, hit the ground. I know, I know, yeah. They kept saying face plant as they were reporting it, and it kind of looks like she hit the on the side. But yeah, right. I don't think she face planted. Uh, Jerry Springer has admitted to Page Six on Thursday that he always knew his uh, eponymous talk show was stupid. <laughs> Well, we know that. He's a smart guy. He knew. He knew what he was doing. He said of the Jerry Springer show, which, by the way, aired for 27 (laughs) seasons, nearly 5,000 episodes between 1991 and 2018. Lest lest we forget that Steve Wilkos was security on the Jerry Springer show and got his own show off that. He said, I can't think of anything more fun. I mean, I never took it seriously. I always knew it was a stupid show, (laughs) but it was fun and people enjoyed it. He's now doing his own judge show. Yes. And I have not seen yeah. one second of it. Have you checked it's out terrible. any of it? It's yeah. terrible. What I would love, though, is during the Jerry Springer show, they, it was the lowest of humanity doing the most despicably loathsome things. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, Jerry would be sitting on a stool saying, what we've learned today is that love is something that you really have to cherish. Yep. Really? Take care of yourselves. Yeah, yeah. And each other. <laughs> That's how we would always wrap it up. Keep effing that chicken. Oh, you know what? I need to mention this. Now, I was not familiar with this guy, but Marissa and Nick Murphy were, and she sent me this story. Uh, Kirk Bailey passed away, a veteran voice actor, often credited under the stage name Bo Williams. Uh, Bailey was best remembered by live-action audiences for his role on Nickelodeon's 90s sitcom Salute Your Shorts, where he played angry, frequently put-upon camp counselor Kevin Ugly. So his name was Ugg. That yeah. was the character. Um, I don't remember him at all. No. It was it wasn't. I remember the time. title of the show, but I never saw it. Really, uh, Bailey died this week. He had lung cancer. Oh. Uh, he was diagnosed roughly six months ago. He was fifty nine years old, uh, and he got his start in the entertainment industry in the world of anime. 
providing English voices <clears throat> for minor characters in a variety of shows in the Gundam universe of robot battling TV. Cool. His voice appeared in the English version of some of the most influential anime shows in the 1980s and 90s, including Cowboy Bebop, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex, and perhaps most notably uh, Trigun, where he played uh, series antagonist Knives Millions. We have a clip. Uh, this is, is the theme from uh, Oh, okay. Salute you shorts. All right. <laughs> Sounds a lot like Reveille. Yeah. <laughs> ah, here we go. Salute Your Shorts wasn't Bailey's first job in the world of non-anime TV or film production. Uh, he's got a credit as a sound coordinator on the cult classic Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And it was one of his most prominent and enduring uh, characters, though. As Ugg, Bailey created a character who was both deeply antagonistic and deeply relatable to the kids watching the show, lording his incredibly tiny amounts of power over the campers under his care. Okay. Okay, I actually remember the show because the kid we're watching with the giant mullet uh, on the screen here, he was... Uh he was in Terminator 2. Yeah, day. he was the friend of uh, uh, Edward Furlong. And he was also, I, he was in Different Strokes when they brought in Sam. When yes. uh, when Gary Coleman's character was, wasn't was as cute, they're like, oh, we need another cute kid. And they yeah. brought uh, um, Sam and Mr. Drummond had a love interest. Okay. That's what I remember. Kid, I remember right? him from that. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, that's sad news. So I thought I would pass that along for those of you who were uh, fans of the show growing up. Oh, we salute your shorts. Was that the name of it? Yeah. Yep. So, uh Terrible. All right, uh, moving along, uh, Leah Remini is shading Laura Prepon for not using her voice to condemn Scientology. Uh, the King and Queen star called out the actress during Daily Blast Live on Tuesday saying that she doesn't respect the way Prepon has acted since leaving the controversial church. She said, I think I, people have a responsibility to do their part. Not everybody feels that they have a responsibility. They, they feel that they should just go on with their lives while some of us uh, take a beating. Uh, some people like Laura... Uh, feel that they don't have a responsibility to speak out. Do I respect it? I mean, not really, she said. Wow. Uh, Prep I mean, listen, she speaks her mind. Yeah, yeah. she does. <laughs> uh, so uh, Prepon announced in August that she left Scientology five years ago, and she told people at the time, I am no longer practicing Scientology, choosing not to divulge specific details about her departure. Well, and you know what? You don't know what her departure was about. Yeah. Maybe because she's not speaking out, she still can have some sort of a relationship with family members or something like that. Yeah, they may, that's exactly right. They may be holding something against her. Yeah. Still, or, and, and she was lucky to just be able to mm-hmm. slide out of there. So she yeah. may have, it may have just sort of a, a more gingerly phased out of her life, as opposed to what Leah Remini has been g- going through. Right. So I don't um, know. I don't know. Well, no, and Leah Laura Remini Pond. in this picture looks like she might be having a little too much done on her face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Leah said that uh, <clears throat> I'm. Or I'm sorry. Uh, she had told uh, the Daily Blast live that she has uh, reached out. Uh, to prep on since then, but uh, reiterated, not everybody who has a voice uses it. Entourage uh, creator Doug Elon is returning to Hollywood for his next series. Uh, Elon has recruited Charlie Sheen and several of his Entourage stars, including Kevin Connolly and Kevin Dillon, to play themselves in a show called Ramble On. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> a scripted, dramatic comedy about established stars looking for career reinvention alongside aspiring performers looking to make their own name. Duh. Uh, according Duh. <clears throat> according Duh. to its uh, press release, uh, he will also it will also include uh, Martin Sheen. That's my dad. Yeah, he'll be Charlie on board. Sheen. 
as Hi, well, Daddy. As well as uh, John C. McGinley from Scrubs. Can uh, I have money for the ice cream man, Daddy? Uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler from Sopranos. Huh. Anna Ortiz from Ugly Betty and a whole bunch of other place, uh, people. Could be interesting. Uh, also, another Entourage alum, Emmanuel Chikri. Oh, I love her. Chiriqui. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> her and Knock actually uh, uh, Jamie Lynn Sigler. I, both of those. You like them both. I like them both. Yeah. We're both at the same time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. Can you double, uh, can you double fist with those two? I'm by winning. Yeah. I, I love winning. playing with myself. <laughs> he said by winning. Yes. He did. Instead of bipolar, was it? I don't know. I'm not by winning. I'm by by winning. I'm not sociopathic. I'm (laughs) socio-successful. What a name. Do you remember winning was his big phrase? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And it was it was like hashtag winning everything. Oh, for him. Yeah, God I'm Almighty, winning. What was it? The Torpedo of Truth tour that he yes. was on. Yeah. And winning was kind of like a it was a it was a little throw out. There was a little phrase that everybody right. was using uh, at winning. that time. Hashtag winning. Uh, and then one more thing before we talk about movies. Uh, the plug has been pulled on a long running soap opera that launched the careers of some big stars. Australia's daytime drama called Neighbors has been canceled after 37 years due to ever-changing television landscape and financial woes. Neighbors was set in Australia, primarily funded by UK broadcasting partner Channel 5. Uh, Channel 5 pulled its financial backing of the show last month, shifting its investment to original content. 37 years. So, chronicling the lives of everyday people living on the fictional Ramsey Street cul-de-sac... Neighbors has served as a breeding ground for talent since debuting in 1985. Academy Award winner Russell Crowe is among the show's alum, playing the role of Kenny Larkin in 1987. Uh, the New Zealander had bit roles in other Australian television series before Neighbors, but was able to stretch his acting chops during a four-episode arc. It was also a launching pad for other big names, including Academy Award nominee Margot Robbie, Emmy Award winner Guy Pierce, and <laughs> Hunger Games heartthrob Liam Hemsworth. So a lot of people from that area wow. came out of this show. 37 um, <clears throat> years on the air. What, Hugh Jackman ever appear on that? No, but uh, Kylie Minogue got her start on there as well. There you go. Her character's wedding to live-in boyfriend Scott Robinson was apparently a ratings juggernaut bringing in nearly 20 million viewers. Tearjerker. So they are uh, they're canceling that show. It is over with. So All right, it's Friday that means we got new movies. <laughs> The Batman opens today. Action, crime, drama, starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright. Batman ventures into Gotham City's underworld when a sadistic killer leaves behind a trail of cryptic clues as the evidence begins to lead closer to home and the scale of the perpetrator's plans become clearer. Uh, He must forge new relationships, unmask the culprit, and bring justice to the abuse of power and corruption that has long plagued the metropolis. Uh, it is two hours and 56 minutes long. Rated PG-13. Uh, wide theater released today. Streaming on April 19th. And the Rotten Tomato score is 85%. So yes. that's good. Seeing it today. How's Paul Dano in the in the movie, Kate? He's great. But, you know, um, he's masked for most of it. And so it's not until... Uh, you know, like you know, later on, where you actually start to see his face, right, and you right. can really appreciate his um, 
in his performance. Nice. Also opening today is A Day to Die. It's an action film starring Bruce Willis, Kevin Dillon, and Frank Grillo. Okay, it's um, terrible. What's that? I said it's probably terrible. Bruce Willis has been putting out garbage lately, so. <laughs> Ex-military. Well, yeah, the, the Razzies gave him his own category. <laughs> like 12 movies in it. Yep. Uh, so ex-military ops Connor Connolly has one day to pay $2 million in uh, reparations to a local gang leader in order to save his kidnapped wife. With her life on the line, Connor must recruit his old crew, led by Bryce Mason, to pull off a series <laughs> Bryce of... Mason. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Wait, Chest Rockwell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slate break face. Yeah, but like, wait, was it Connor Connolly and then Don Donnelly? And yeah. Uh, Razor to, laser. Uh, to pull off a series of dangerous heists to repay the money that he owes and settle a score with the city's corrupt police chief. Uh, in Race Against Time, the crew must rely on their tactical training and brotherhood to save themselves uh, and those who matter most. I hope they make it. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. they will. Yeah. I, I, I'm betting on they do. Uh, it's an hour and 41 minutes long. Uh, it's rated R. It's in theaters and streaming today. Oh, there's no score oh, boy. from Rotten yeah. Tomatoes, which is usually not a good uh, sign. Also, fun fact, this marks the 343rd movie release starring Bruce Willis in 2022. <laughs> so. All right, here we go with the clips. Let's get to those. A mother-daughter trip to the mall turns violent in pieces of her. And here, Tony Collette explains how the bond between her character and daughter strengthens through the series. Here it is. My character has tried to contain this world of security for my daughter, and it's been—it's now hugely unsuccessful. You know, she's exposed and everything. There's just a flood of information coming out, and it needs to come out. They're going to have a better relationship now. <laughs> uh, pieces of her can be streamed on Netflix. Here's the next clip. Andy Serkis portrays Alfred Pennyworth in the new film, The Batman. And in this clip, he explains his version of the character and his relationship with Bruce. Hopefully what we've done with with this version of Alfred and Alfred's relationship to uh, Bruce is... Is create an emotional relationship that is that is born out of the fact that Al- Alfred is no longer able to contain a Bruce that is pushing against him, and there's huge tension there. Yeah! And, of course, as we said earlier, the Batman premieres uh, today. Andy Serkis was on uh, Colbert the other night, and I didn't know this, but he um, recently did the audiobook for The Lord of the Rings, and he oh. voiced all of the characters. There's like 132 what? characters. That's or amazing. Like that. Yeah, but he held the mic uh, differently. Steve, it kind of reminded me of you a little bit, because yeah. he would uh, when he would do Gollum or... Um, uh, th- what's the opposite of Gollum? The other character's name? Um, Gollum. No, no, no. Go- Gollum's <laughs> human character. Or- oh, oh uh, um, 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 I, I lost God it. God damn it, I know it. Um, yeah, I do too. Smigel. 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 Right, yeah. So he would do it from one side of the Schmeagle. microphone for Gollum. Smigel. Yeah. He'd be Smigel over here, and he'd be Gollum over here, and then he would do, um, you know, he'd do Gandalf. He didn't want to do it like uh, Ian McKellen, but he wanted to pay tribute to Ian McKellen. Anyway, it was fascinating to see him do uh, the different voices. Your mic technique. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Have you I, ever met Charlie Sheen? <laughs> uh, I have one more book to go in the Harry Potter audiobook series, and I need to I need to look up the actor this soon because he is doing the voice like that, Nick. He does That's great loads and loads of characters. Each and every one is absolutely That's amazing, uh, uh, unique unto itself, and how somebody can keep track of those subtleties in their voice Post-its. and these characters that they're doing. It's amazing. It's very, very impressive. So, uh, yeah, Jim Dale, that's his name. Okay. He's um, very good. I don't really <laughs> know him from 
uh, his roles, but you'd, you'd have to look that up. But anyhow, it's, it, yeah, the people and Andy Serkis is yeah. perfect for that. He's a he's a chameleon when it comes to voice. One hundred thirty so. characters. He's wow, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Incredible. All right, there you go, your entertainment report. We're good to go. We have uh, a lot of things to get to today, some guests and some stuff to give away. So we'll take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll dive into all of it. You know what? We're going to do that all together. So hang out with us. We'll be right back. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's artist is Judah Kim. Judah Kim, your local shots artist of the month. Check him out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. So I think the last couple of weeks on Fridays, this little thing we like to do, we had done later in the show. Um, but I think it's time to serve up some grub and dive into the connoisseur. This it's time for the connoisseur of the weekend edition. That's right. Everyone loves an early connoisseur and there's stuff to talk about. <laughs> and they make us very hungry. This is true. And you're going to love this because uh, Thrill List uh, has come up with the best Italian restaurants in America. The 34 best Italian restaurants in America. <clears throat> as far as cuisines... I think my, my wife's, I know for a fact, Italian, that's her cuisine to go to. Okay. Where does it fall in your... It's up there. I yeah. But but here's the deal. I kind of pick and choose when I'm going to have pasta, and that's right. mainly what I go for. If I'm going Italian, yeah, yeah I to get pasta. Uh, and sometimes pasta doesn't agree with me. Right. So, uh, Makes I, you toot? I love it. No, not that. It gives me... Uh, just, I, I can have a, a little backup. Oh, uh, I got you. Uh, okay. And, and, and I've never... Fully identified. I, I, I've associated it enough times with pasta. Yeah. But man, like a good lasagna. I like baked pastas. Lasagna, oh, oh. a cannelloni, um, stuffed shells, manicotti, yes. stuff like that. Like a baked ziti. Do you like baked ziti? Is good too. So I, I, I when you can, but it, it's so damn hearty. It is so filling, and it's, and I mean that in a good like way. Like a rock yeah. sits in your stomach. You know what's the funny thing about Italian food? I'm going to get to this yeah. list in just a second. But the funny thing about Italian food is. Let's have some pasta. You know what would go great with this? Some more starch. Let's get some bread in there. <laughs> like, you always yeah. have bread with pasta. Italian yeah. bread and you pasta. You couldn't have any yeah. more carbohydrates. Let's add a little bit more. The thing with pasta, I find, is, like, you know, whatever my preference, like, I like a spaghetti bolognese or something like that. And, uh, oh, man, the big, big portion right in front of you, about four Forkfuls and you're like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, yeah like a quarter say, of the yeah. way into it. I yeah. will say though, fresh made pasta. And I actually had this conversation with Marissa um, a little while ago uh, when I was in Boston. I had like fresh, like like the woman was making it upstairs, right. and yeah. then it it got cooked and put on my plate. It was delicious. I had a whole different. I, and I know what you're talking about, like the not so great feeling or whatever. Right, right. And yeah. I absolutely get that. But this, like freshly made, uh, freshly made. Hey. I felt so like I felt. I felt fine. I felt very different than than, and it was so good. I can't explain to you Pasta how delicious it was. Is incredibly easy to make at home, Kathy. You could make it yeah. at home. You like fresh to... made pasta. Yeah, well, it's that's... simple. I mean, it's essentially flour and eggs. Well, that's what Marissa said. She goes, "Well, you know how easy it is. You can do it." I looked yeah. at her. I go, 
do you think I'm going to do that? Because I'm not. Because I was asking her. I wanted to know where. Like, there's got to be somewhere in South Philly or something where, that that does what I got in right. Boston. Like, there has to be. But sure. I, mm. But I still haven't found anybody that's really doing it where it's that fresh. My buddy actually does it. He uh, so like you know how there's just like this new trend of um, essentially what um, Foxy Lady Chef was doing. Um, so he is doing these uh, pop. Uh, it's not pop up. But I guess you could say pop up um, uh, pasta stuff, Kath. So, and he's but he's it's very, from scratch, pasta from scratch, pasta from scratch. But it's not like made to order. It's like this is what I'm making this week, right? So, so suck it, so suck it. But it's it is really really good. That sounds good. Yeah, I maybe mean, so, specialize in something like that. I can yeah. see that being a success. But I am obsessed with gnocchi these days, and the you funny see, that's th- what I had. That's okay. what I had. Okay, that's what she made for Fresh us. Fresh energy. Oh, oh my god! Oh god! So the thing is, I. Love it, but only if it's done right. And oh, luckily yeah, for me, um, so Anthony's restaurant, there's a few Anthony's in Delco now, and then a couple of that are really close to me. And there's just like perfect. Oh god, does it All melt right. in your mouth? Like that's I need melt. To like, not yeah, in it's your not, hand. It's not thick. Do you know what I mean? Stop it's not beating like that little... genichetti with your hands, yeah. please. <laughs> All right. So the 34 best Italian restaurants in America include, America include two in our area. Damn right. Yeah. Uh, so you got uh, Little Nana's in Philly. Huh. And I'll read the description, okay. if you will, from the thrill list. A little. This mainstay, this mainstay on Locust Street has a foolproof formula that keeps diners returning. Marcy Turney and Valerie Seffron mm-hmm. uh, offer Italian-American dishes in a space that boasts a 40-seat outdoor garden area in addition to the indoor dining room. Be sure to try the Sunday Gravy Special at least once. It's a slow, braised beef short rib, stuffed meatballs, Garlic sausage and broccoli rob in pork marinara. We need to stop doing this feature. It makes you so goddamn hungry. And comes served over the day's macaroni with uh, with meat on the side. Could has, you have any more meat in that dish? Has wow. anybody eaten there, Marissa? What is, is Marissa's it? nodding. Yeah, Marissa's eating everywhere. Yeah. What Marissa? is it, Little Nona's? Little Nona's, N-O-N-N-A-S. Yes, is how you spell that. Apostrophe S. Yes? Uh, yeah, it's right in 13th, uh, 13th Sansom, and they actually just opened another pizza shop down It says here it's on Locust. Or Locust, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. All right. And they open up a pizza shop. Yeah, they have a barbe- They have a whole bunch of restaurants right around there. Cool. What's your review? Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they, and they have a little outdoor area too. And the other one on this list is Vetri Cucina, um, and it's in Philly. And it says this Italian spot by Mark Vetri opened all the way back in 1998 and garnered rave reviews almost immediately. In part. Uh, from Vetri's experience working in Premier Kitchens, both U.S. and Italy. Uh, the operation has only grown since and has the admiration for this nationally acclaimed spot. I like him. He's good. It says, dining here means a commitment to the Quattro Piatti sampling menu featuring antipasti, pasta, uh, secondi, secondi, and uh, that's like second <laughs> breakfast, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And uh, dessert selections. And the menu goes for $150 per person. Jesus Christ. It's among the most coveted Philly dining experiences out there, according to the Thrillist. By the way, nice. Mark Summers' favorite places to go are, are Vetri Absolutely. I noticed, Marissa, that the, the Vetri um, pizza place, the KLP's. Don, I, oh, it closed? Oh, really? Well, I, didn't, he's not, I saw nothing there. He's not associated with that anymore. Oh, he okay. sold all of those to Urban Outfitters. But he does, mm. Kathy, I want you to go to his Italian spot. Okay. And so Vetri is like the big, like, 10-course uh, meal, the one that's on this list. Uh, he has another place called Fiorello, which is right next to Isgro's in the Italian market. And this is going to be, like, the fresh pasta that okay. you're looking for. But I also have another spot for you, too. Okay. That's not on this list. Can you pick me up and take me there? <laughs> well, Can you move her jaw up and down? I 
have one in the suburbs. Right. Oh, where is Ooh. it? It's, gonna, I, it's probably going to be on the list uh, next year. What county? It's in Westchester. Okay, Ooh. I'll go there. Yeah. You're a legend in Westchester. This guy just got nominated for a James Beard Award. It's called On Diario. It's in Westchester, and it's supposed to be amazing. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, BYO? Um, I don't think so. Okay. BYOP, bring your own pasta. Uh, let me go to Mackenzie wants to suggest a place for the fresh pasta, Kathy. Hi, Mackenzie. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, Mackenzie? <laughs> so I was listening, obviously, and I used to work for this Italian restaurant called Nemo's in Reading. So it's about an hour, an hour or so outside of Philly. And I'm great friends with them still, but they make homemade pasta all the time um they make three different kinds of homemade pasta and homemade raviolis for is the it, specials is, on the weekend so is it made freshly daily like i, I get the is impression grandma making it yeah, in yeah, the yeah. kitchen with her naughty fingers <laughs> mama make fresh <laughs> please i can't do movie anymore man. Hey, make it. <laughs> the owner is mimo himself so okay. he makes the pasta himself in okay. the back kitchen All right, and uh I'm so sorry for your meal being late. The grandma, she's got the arthritis. <laughs> I'm going to go up and beat her hard, <laughs> and then we get you an incredible meal that you'll savor for the rest of your life. I go up uh, here or now. <laughs> All right, so that's in Reading, uh, Mimos? Yes, it's down the street from Alvernia. Yes. Okay, well, right. thank you, Mackenzie. Appreciate it. That's uh, the sound that uh, Casey does. Uh, in the creek. In the creek. In the creek. <laughs> All right, so congratulations to Little Nona's and uh, Vetri Cucina. It's quite an honor. Yeah, it is a lot of Italian right. places in this country. What else we got What's here? What's next, Connoisseur? Uh, let's go to... Pop-Tarts. <laughs> we're, we're swinging another way. I love yeah. Pop-Tarts. Yeah. Fresh-made pasta to Pop-Tart. Yep. You know what, though? They're so high in calories. Kellogg's has won the dismissal of a proposed class-action lawsuit Ooh. against uh-huh. them. Okay. <laughs> that had claimed that its strawberry Pop-Tarts do not contain enough strawberries. Oh, wait. Didn't a woman sue them? And like That is yeah. what this case is. Okay. So yep. the U.S. District Judge Marvin Aspen in Chicago said that no reasonable consumer would believe from Kellogg's packaging that the breakfast staple contained only strawberries or more strawberries and other ingredients such as pears and apples. Uh, Aspen wrote, uh, the word strawberry uh, combined with a picture of half of a strawberry and a Pop-Tart oozing red filling does not guarantee that there will be a certain amount of strawberries in the product's filling. I wonder how many people do these kind of lawsuits where they'll pick something like this that claims to have something in it so frivolous, and just go for it. But wasn't this like there is actually no strawberry in it? I don't know if there is no strawberry in it. It's like not, a yeah. strawberry-ish but I preserve. Thought that, but I thought that's what her argument was. was so her name is uh, Stacy Chiapetta. Yeah, believe no, it or not. No, you gotta be Chia, Chia, Chia. Uh, Your the, hair looks weird. Uh, she, <laughs> <laughs> she said... Uh, Kellogg's defrauded shoppers with deceptive packaging for its unfrosted strawberry Pop-Tarts, which contain red food dye (laughs) that she said makes the filling brighter and more appealing on grocery store shelves. And she accused the company of violating federal and state consumer protection laws. Nick, there's no strawberry in it. Who the hell goes to the grocery store and picks up Pop-Tarts and be like, I have been defrauded by the lack yeah. of strawberry in here. This lady. I mean, come on. Yep. So There's no escargot in this Pop-Tart. So they have, uh, they've dismissed that. What's, mean, your favorite, what's your favorite Pop-Tart flavor, Preston? Ooh. Blueberry. That's what I would always get when I was yeah. a kid. Blueberry, Pop-Tart. Blueberry and strawberry are actually my, my favorite. Though s'mores. I tell you what I... S'mores case. <laughs> no, man. S'mores Yo. is a godsend. And also, you don't have to toast it. No. You can eat it just straight you can. up. 
But I'm, I'm going to give you a little tip here, Steve. What? Toast it just lightly, and then if you're looking for some extra <laughs> calories, get some lotion and some tissue. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut butter. Oh, peanut, peanut butter. Peanut butter. Oh, peanut butter. Do they have a peanut butter pop tart? Uh, they might. I don't know. But if you take the s'mores and just just coat it, you know, just uh, just for for taste. Just just rub for it taste. on your testes. And it's only because whenever we made s'mores growing up with my uh, neighbors down the street, they would make the s'mores with oh, peanut butter cups. Yes. They have here. They are, case. Yeah, chocolate uh, peanut butter. Okay. All right. So I'm looking at uh, Nick pulled up uh, the various flavors. And, Cinnamon uh, is it on your list? That yeah. people ranked. Cinnamon. Them. I remember. Here, I'm going to read through them. Right. Strawberry, wild berry, s'more. S'mores, uh, cherry, Fruit Loops, mm-hmm. brown sugar cinnamons. Yeah, I'd like that. Oh, I love brown sugar cinnamons. That used to be my go-to, s'mores. yeah. yeah. Uh, chocolate chip, chocolate fudge, chocolate uh, cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. And then you have, these are a little more, uh, uh, a little more ex- exotic. Uh, lemon cream pie, tropical mango, and peach cobbler. I would try all of those. Yep. What about the those blowfish? They don't have the blowfish on here. Fugu. Uh, what's Fugu? It's <laughs> the one you have to prepare oh, no. absolutely to precision or else you'll kill the people who eat it. Really careful. Uh, blueberry's not on there. That was that was my all-time favorite. Blueberry oh, wow. for me, Preston, you take a blue... I know, Kathy, you hate hot fruit, but yeah. uh, a blueberry pie, a fresh blueberry pie... Just cooled out of the oven. Sensational. I always like the blueberry flavored stuff because the blueberry is a very understated flavor. So And it knows it. Like when I was a drinker, like I liked the blueberry wheat because the blueberry didn't overpower right. the taste of the beer. Blueberry scones mm-hmm. would be another example Same where blueberry thing. just nestles oh, right in there and all cobbler. the sconitude. Yeah, mm. It's good stuff. All right. Um, I'm hungry. Let me move on to something else. All right. I actually had, this is the first time I've had a question emailed from uh, for the connoisseur. Oh. It's from Bill Meekham. He said, I was just hoping I could add a segment to the connoisseur and I would call it Ask the Connoisseur. Oh. I always wondered what the connoisseur would suggest for certain foods, not recipes, just basic stuff. For instance, I made sausage, peppers, and onions. Abba, he says in parentheses. (laughs) I bought cheap rolls, and the sauce Uh, soaked right through the sandwich, and it fell apart on the second bite. I should have gotten better, a better quality roll. What would the connoisseur suggest? sausages. I know it would be iffy if you mentioned name brands, but I was uh, thinking more uh, like what type of roll if the connoisseur You can mention name brands. Nachos, what would he put on them? Love the show. Thank you, Bill Meekham. Um, so, listen, I don't really make uh, sandwiches like that at home that often, uh, but I know if you can get your hands on, like, Alicio's, yeah. uh, then that's what you got to go for. you got to go with something. Or what might work, I mean, yeah, you need a, you need a larger, firmer roll. Oh, yeah. Just like the way you like your man. Oh, yeah. And, uh, You're going to be my regular Saturday night roll. And I always, oh, yeah. I prefer to go with a seated roll. I, I yeah. love that. Yep. No, I, I agree with you. And I think uh, Lissio's is is what we, that's our go-to. And you can get them, you know, at the supermarket. We get them at our Acme and stuff. My new favorite, like, bakery roll around here is the Concha Hawk and Bread Company. The Their rolls, uh, and they will, um, there are several sandwich shops around the area that, that employ them to, you know, for their cheesesteaks and stuff We're like that. We're going to assume it's in Concha Hawken, right? <laughs> I yeah. believe okay, it's yeah. in Concha So, so uh, is it, this a new place? Uh, no, Concha Hawken Bakery? Yeah, I'm no, not familiar. No, no, no. Okay. No, but, um, but their rolls are not uh, pressed, like you were saying. They're not, like, firm. They're, they're actually, like, really flaccid. Well, they're soft, but, like, the crust on the roll is not, like, super soft either. It's just... Well, then it would, it would go... It would not be good because you need something that's going to 
hold up to the uh, I think it would. Essentially, that's what it is. Yeah. Because I think the the outer shell of it um, is made of titanium. (laughs) It would. No, I think it would retain the moisture of the sauce. You said it's not firm, though. Uh, Not like uh, not like Alicio's roll is, but uh, I, you know. Do you want to perform sh- an experiment? Mm, well, it all we depends could. because, say, you know, there are different... Cheesesteak uh, places use different rolls, obviously. And, like, yeah. gyms, and that's... I, I love gyms. They uh, they have a softer roll that they use, and uh, and it holds it in pretty well. You don't yeah. have a problem with that falling apart. So right. it could possibly work. Are you talking, like, a firmer shell on the outside, almost, like the crust almost? The crust. But yeah. it's not, like, crunchy firm. Yeah, yeah, I got you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. They yeah, also so do, like, some... a stuffed bread and a tomato pie. Ooh. Sometimes if you get it, if you get... Mm-hmm. And, and I do love a, a good roll, but it, but if it is too crunchy on that crust... Yeah, it hurts. It, well, and it, it can also, it, as you bite down on your sandwich, it's like a press. <laughs> yeah, you know it what does I mean? hurt. And yeah. it can... And, and all the goodness can ooze out and uh-huh. make for a messy experience. We yeah. were talking about the, uh, the the chef that we had on. Just, uh, the uh, God, I'm having a brain fart. The uh, the cooking guy. Oh, right? Sam the cooking oh, guy. Sam the cooking, cooking guy. Yeah, and he was talking about this very thing the the integrity of the of the bread. And and also, if it's not there, as you said, Preston, you eat the sandwich and the innards slide out. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. You so can't have. Hope that. that answers your question, Bill. I don't know if it does I like or not, this. but uh, nonetheless. All right, Casey. We have a, uh, a guest connoisseur, yeah. Casey. He wants to jump in. It's I don't very, know what this is. Very, very short Just segment. Send me a note. Uh, but today is Friday. It's the first Friday of Lent. And I am uh, continuing my Lenten Delco pizza tour. And so my goal for the rest of my life is to try every pizza place in Delaware County. So I have... Um, I've employed the uh, the help of anybody who follows me on Twitter or anybody who listens to the show. I have put up uh, put up four different restaurants that I'm going to try um, today. So if you vote today, my, uh, today, yeah. So I'm it's you're either trying four you're doing pieces four. No, 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 no. You're day. you're going to help me select the four that I put on okay. there. So there oh. are four places that I haven't it's been to. It's a poll, okay. and so there are four restaurants that I have not tried yet. And so uh, I'm trying to stay. I live in Broomall, so I'm trying to stay close to the area this right. Friday. Okay. Uh, so my choices are either Senzo's in Havertown, Sam's Boardwalk style pizza. That's also in Havertown. There's a place called Upper Crust in Newtown Square, and then another place I drive by all the time called Euro Pizza in Newtown Square. Would so, Senzo's be Chenzo's? It might be Chenzo's. Okay. It you might be. You know um, anything about these places at all? No. Okay. No. 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 I don't know. How many any- How many pizza places are you into your <laughs> poll? I because uh, you've been doing it for a while. I've been doing it for a while, and I actually have a list behind me. I mean, there are thousands of pizza places right. in Delaware County, and I have gone through the list that it may or may not be the ultimate list of pizza places. Uh, so and and you're like, I don't 50? know. You know what? I can answer. How many? About fifty. Oh, way more than that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've highlighted all the places that I've already been to. And um, uh, so I, I'll do a count, and I'll let you know maybe Our in the next segment. Question, are you going to have a final defined list at the end with uh, how you score? I'm not going to rate it, no, because no. like just on you the just off chance, I, listen, I don't want to hurt anybody's business, but on the off chance that, like, I don't like that pizza, I don't want to say that or not, right? I, I'm you not can done. always find something good to say, like, great napkins. Yeah, yeah. I could <laughs> say that, but I, I was also asking that. Uh, <laughs> Their that, ice was very cold. <laughs> that um, please don't. Uh, respond negative because th- that's not what I'm here for, right? right? I mean, if you want to say something positive about <laughs> right. any of the places, that's oh, great. Wait, but like, did you just ask people to not say negative things on social media yeah. uh, about the pizza places? <laughs> so, like, I don't want somebody to say, "Well, you know, Joe's Pizza Place." Sucks, I know, I'm Joe. Go to, go to Genzo's. You know, I'm not looking for that. I just, you know, I'm looking for We're your bringing your us together through pizza. That's it, okay. baby. That's it. So, all right, good. Uh, man. So, right now, it looks like. Uh, you know the the uh, the contest of the poll is over in about two hours, and it looks like I'm going to Sam's tonight unless somebody else comes in and right. and really uh, pepper something else. Okay, but it's and also 
I'm just getting cheese pizza, so you know. So if, shut up. Yeah, so shut up. So if you're going to recommend the buffalo chicken, like that's not right. Because I agree with that. I I've told you, like we were talking about earlier, Preston, with an Italian cuisine or trying a, a new Italian a Italian place. I will try something very standard. Right. How is the regular spaghetti? Yeah. How is the regular lasagna before you get all flamboyant? Yeah. Before you go a little yeah. more experimental. I agree. That's a good thing to do. You can hold up. A, uh, a a mainstay at each restaurant and compare it to each other, and that can kind of give you a ballpark yep. as to what kind of quality you can expect. All right, guest uh, connoisseur, Casey Boyd. Hey, well done. All right. <laughs> they love you. <laughs> All right, Americans apparently have a high opinion of their cooking skills with a new survey finding that 63% of home chefs believe that they could compete on TV against professional celebrity chefs. That's pretty ballsy. Uh, The survey of 2,000 adults by one poll additionally found that two in three think that they are good enough to open their own restaurant and catering business. And 62% think that they're good enough to have their own cooking show on television. I'm I'm sort of glad that they do think that because that that inspires people to perhaps try that. It's so difficult to set up and, and, and... commit to a restaurant in the first place to get a successful restaurant right. astronomically against you. So you do have to have some, yeah. you know, some commitment. A couple of those things, sure, I agree with them. But the one that I disagree with wholeheartedly is opening and, and running your own restaurant. Mm-hmm. President, you've worked in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different when you're uh, cooking for hundreds of people or even dozens of people. You know what I mean? Like, no, well, yeah, and also way, way just different. running the business itself uh-huh. is... Yeah. It's, that's uh, the sucky part. There are a lot of things that uh, I'm sure people don't consider when they fantasize maybe about being Crunching numbers. Or, <laughs> yeah. Jackie or, Bam Bam or, or say. flat out being successful. Yeah. Uh, be, fi- finding the, the right location. Uh, finding the right menu and hiring the right people, having the the right uh, decor and all that stuff. Restaurants operate at such thin margins. Oh man, it's so yes. difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And making money from it, actually coming out with a profit, is really hard to do. Uh, in other results, showed uh, in, in another result uh, showing home cooks self assurance. Two in three said that they like to study the food and recipes of the restaurants that they go to. And 63% think that they can improve those recipes. Do you ever have that feeling, Kathy, that you are to the point now where like, you could open a restaurant? Um, what was, no, what, what was your cooking show? This sucks. Well, that sucks. Well, that sucks. That's what it was. Oh, man. I, I go through on the Food Network. I well, go that through sucked. phases of, of liking to cook. There are times where it's a hassle, and then there are other times where I'm like, okay, this is, I'm enjoying, you know, yeah. creating these things. And as of late, I've been on a little spurt of enjoying cooking. What are you spurting so. over there? What are, uh, what are you making? Just uh, locale stuff, things oh. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. trying to... Uh, uh, to keep an eye on my uh, on my caloric intake, so I've been seeking out recipes that are you know healthy and, and simple, and and I've been I've been digging it. I've been Do you enjoying like it. a lot of rice. You're doing right? No, 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 no. Oh, you can't. No, I, I, yeah, rice is uh, actually calorically high, but no, I've, I I said the other day to Sam the cooking guy that I make fried rice at least once a week. Uh, a lot of times it's for my kids. Oh, no, I want you to know. do that for me sometime. I will. I'll shore. do it down at the shore. We want you back in Philly. I want you on my stomach. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Took a turn. Like Rod Stewart style? <laughs> yeah, no. All right. Uh, what else here? <laughs> all right. Let's get into uh, fast food stuff. All right. So we haven't gone there yet. We've been a little bit more in the finer end. 
Uh, Taco Bell's Taco Lovers Pass is now a permanent offering. And that means for $10, you can enjoy a taco a day for 30 days each month. (laughs) And uh, the pass was first announced in January and allows subscribers to pick one of seven tacos each day for a month for 10 bucks. That's awesome. Okay, so the question is, how big is the biggest taco they offer? Because who does one taco? Mm, Yeah, well, I mean, as a... As a yeah, I mean, I would need more for a meal, right? But maybe grabbing one is, is kind of like a uh, you know a snack or something like that. But uh, the Taco Supreme, I assume, is the probably is, the biggest, is right? The standard, uh, largest one that right. we have, uh, and that's the one I usually get. Do you know what I loved? I don't even know if they still have it. I probably bring it up every time we mention Taco Bell. But I loved the Gordita Crunch. Mm. Gordita, Gordita. I have a problem with the uh, Taco Bell commercial where they feature the the bell. That yeah. rings. There's one where the, they're playing uh, basketball outside, mm-hmm. and the uh, ball rings off the rim. Uh, it's never sounded like the Taco Bell bell. Oh, there, really? Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. Not, there's like a, there's a, for that. Stop yeah, it. there's a buoy. Stop it with that. It kind of sounds like a buoy bell. I can I could take accept that one. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Uh, but the the basketball, no, you have to cancel that commercial. Uh, the pass was first announced in January, like I said, and uh, now the trial run of the option is over, and it was successful enough for it to be here to stay. So Taco Bell notes that subscribers visit the locations three times as often as non-subscribers, and 16 percent of enrollees. Uh, signed up for another month. So that's actually very economical, I would think. So ten, it's working. Ten bucks, and you get a taco a day for 30 days Wait each month. Wait a second, Preston. <laughs> says here that the uh, Doritos Cheesy Gordita Crunch, 490 calories? Uh, that's Gordita. pretty damn good. Yeah, good. It, it might need, might not be as big as you think it is, but yeah, I mean that's uh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's maybe that's think it. For one tiny one, if you're going to have two, then yeah. How well, much is a regular taco? I need to find uh, out. Because I, I, yeah, there's no way to judge the size there. Yeah. All right. Uh, also in uh, specials, uh, Red Lobster has created a new ten under ten dollar weekday lunch menu. <laughs> wow, all these deals Ama- available Monday through Friday until three p.m. local time at participating locations. The menu features ten dishes, all priced under ten dollars, and they include garlic shrimp scampi, crispy cod sandwich, popcorn shrimp, crispy wild ca- caught flounder, classic Caesar salad, and c- with seasoned shrimp and more. Do they have salmon? Uh, well, yeah. Do they? Yeah, absolutely. Red yeah. Lobster? They do? They have pretty much everything there. All right. It's not just lobster. All right. You can get all know the emphasis on lobster and shrimp yeah. and all that stuff. But I'm salmon I can do, but I've never really uh, learned of their salmon menu items. I, I have to believe. In fact, I want to say that I have had salmon there. I think I've had trout there before. Really? Have I haven't made... been in a long, long, long time. You've ever made salmon at home? or is Yes. It just... okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah, my... my... Kids actually like. I'm not a huge salmon fan. Oh, they do have today's catch: Atlantic salmon. Okay. Boom, booyah! All right. So anyhow, they have a ten dollar weekday lunch special. All right. How about this? Uh, so non-alcoholic drinks, you know, mocktails and things yes, like that. Have, I like them. Have really come into favor lately. My wife drinks them uh, anytime we go out to dinner. Uh, and non-alcoholic beer sales have risen the last few years. Uh, but there's still plenty of people who refuse to drink it due to find the taste not to be quite as good as that of regular beers. When I went through a two-year dry spell, uh, I was drinking non-alcoholic beer. The one that I found that I uh, that tasted the best was made by Guinness. It's called Caliber. Uh, so I would drink that for a little while. But still, even that, it just didn't taste like beer. Okay, so- Is a component part of the beer, you know, that you're, I mean... You're getting a little happy. Oh yeah, for sure. So so it's a big part of right. the component. Right. So of the so extracting that to someone. I mean, and I believe. 
that you can be enamored and, and really an aficionado of the taste of beer. But I think that is a big part of it. And yep. so once you extract that, why are you drinking it? Um, sometimes it was just for a social thing. Right, yeah. You know, I was out at parties and, uh, and you know, it just kind of, it's, it's reminded me of drinking and yeah. I, I didn't want the, the alcohol. So it was, but it was, uh, it was part of the, the whole ritual of, of hanging out with, uh, with other people who are drinking. But University of Copenhagen researchers explain, uh, what non-alcoholic beer lacks is the aroma from hops. When you remove the alcohol from the beer, for example, by heating it up, uh, you also kill the aroma that comes from the hops. Scientists have figured out... How to make a non-alcoholic beer that is full of the hop aroma. And the team has figured out a way to turn uh, baker's yeast cells into micro factories that can be grown in fermenters and release the aroma of hops. Don't they also add powdered uranium? (laughs) If uh, if they do, they don't mention it in this story. Those aromas are then collected and put back into the non-alcoholic beer. Oh. And researchers hope that the new invention will help more people cut down on alcohol consumption. I think that means, uh, yeah, because that's that's the whole experience, and yeah. that's what it lacks. Yep. Well, O'Doul's, I remember, was the first. That was the first one. That's, that the, that's the one that was that was first marketed, yeah. if that I recall. Yeah. And uh, I remember it being kind of blah, so yeah. I didn't really dive into that too much, so... Uh, but anyhow, they're yeah. creating more options, which is really cool. Marissa, did you want to mention something? Yeah, Preston, since your dry spell, the non-alcoholic beer scene has blown up. Like, okay. Every beer company is making new ones, so there's lots of options now. Okay, yeah, I can try some. Cool. They have IPAs now, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah wow. every type of beer, there's lots available. And they're actually hard to keep on the shelves. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, I always, listen, I always had a hard time finding them because mm-hmm. they don't have that much. And so you get there and it's gone. You know yeah. what I mean? So, mm-hmm. But that was uh, several years ago. I'm a total boozer now. So I, to I do like the that. mocktails because, you know, I, I don't, yeah. I'm not a drinker. Yeah. And uh, I, I've i had ones that I thought like I had a uh, a mocktail mojito. Uh, Kathy, Rochelle gets those uh, Mingle is the, yes. uh, um, Mingle mocktails. The brand. And, They're good. Uh, and she loves them. So, is yeah. it the cans you brought in? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. The woman is local and she started the company um, after she stopped drinking and she said it was specifically for social reasons. Like she was in a social setting and would hate people asking, well, why aren't you drinking? So she. Right. She cre- basically created these mocktails. I found this, uh, uh, Rochelle did. She saw it, and I'm like, well, let's get that just for the hell of it. And it was a uh, it was a mock. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. It was a mock old-fashioned. Oh. And I'm like, all right, let's try that. You like an old-fashioned? Oh, I love old-fashioned. Okay, yeah. Love them. I can only drink, like, one. Yeah, they're, they're, they have a very strong flavor to yeah. them. But, but anyhow, Nick, this was disgusting. <laughs> oh, it was hard. Like, it wasn't even in the same... Wasn't the same ballpark. Wasn't the same freaking sport. Uh, and so I was like, "Well, that was fifteen bucks wasted, uh-huh. whatever." But they just had it up on the screen. But the um, the, the the what you're talking about the the blueberry Bellini, very Ooh, good. Okay, like very good. All right, uh, that is it. That's our connoisseur segment, yeah. Mr. Announcer. We got to wrap it up. I'm it's sorry. It's time to wrap up the weekend edition. Of Thank you. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back again next week. Uh, let's take a break. Casey, give me something to give away. Give okay, me something to give these people right now. Sorry about that, Casey. That's right. That's a good one right there. Uh, I have, uh, let's see, caller number 15. I'm going to give you a copy of the action pack thriller, Gasoline Alley. Uh, and it's available now on digital and on demand. And this stories uh, Devin Sawa, Bruce Willis, and Luke Wilson. <laughs> And it is rated R from Paramount Pictures. You can buy or rent it today. I forgot what number caller said. 215-263-WMMR. Let's give away a few of those. Okay. All right. What did I say? What number was it? Hold on. Connor's coming in here. 
Connor bets. Yay! 15. 15, 16, and 17. You will get that, all right? We'll be back in just a moment. Bizarre File Stories. Oh, and a new song from Froggy. They just released a new single. So we'll do our Friday song, and we'll play theirs as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now that Frog is on board and no sad. And listen, Marissa just sent me a text this morning. They released a new single. I think they released it last night. And uh, I want to play it. Are we going to debut it? Are we going to debut it? We need it? to. I'm so excited. I, we haven't told I the, love these guys. We haven't told the band or anything like that. But uh, Brooke, Morgan, and Fiona, uh, of course, when they did the Press and Steve jingle, that was live at the yeah. Camp Out for Hunger, the first live music act we've had there in years because of the pandemic. Uh, so listen, this is... I love this song. I only listened to it one time, and I'm like, right. this is a little bit more melody than we've gotten from uh, Froggy in the past. When do we think that might happen in the show today? Uh, right now. Right, right now? now? Yeah, really? Let's, let's do I it. Am. All yeah. right, this is it. So this is, what's it called? Uh, Jimmy's song. All right. All right, so here we go.
There you go. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. I really like that. <laughs> From Froggy, it's called Jimmy's Song. Uh, I, You know what? And, and I'm going to put this out there publicly. Yeah. They need to play the MMRBQ. They do. We need to have them play the yeah. I actually, I got a letter... From a prisoner at Fort Dick Dick's Correctional Center, come on, begging us to put Froggy wow. on the bill. We've yes, been we've been pushing for it. We will push harder. We'll yeah. see what we have to do because I think they'd be cool. This I, that's a solid song. I agree. I like I like their style. They're really truly authentic punk that, music. Punk music. We yep. don't want prisoners angry at us. No. no. We want prisoners happy That's with right. us. That's yeah. right. Yes, exactly. Though, so. I'd have to find out which is that prisoner's favorite Pop-Tart before I okay. make a joke. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. All right. That's reasonable. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, that, that song is available. They have it on Spotify. You want to download nice. it? You want to check it out? You can get it. So, uh, Brooke, Morgan, and Fiona. Uh, froggy, so that's awesome. You're right. That is more um, uh, melodic and lyrical. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got the harmonies in yeah. it and everything. So uh, I love it. So, all right. Anyhow, uh, Let leads us into the Bizarre Fire. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Fire. All right. It is brought to you by. Uh, the Orange Loop Rock Festival, a Link Star production, June 10th to the 12th. Showboat Hotel Festival Grounds, Atlantic City, featuring STP, Chevelle, Hoobastank, Puddle of Mud, and more. Wow. Tickets are on sale now at orangelooprockfest.com. We'll have some more details coming up in music news about that. So, a man attacked a woman at a Daytona Beach Waffle House on Friday with the Florida man's weapon of choice. A machete. Oh, a machete again. Yes. Police in front of waffles. Say security footage shows Pierre Kendrick and the victim talking to each other in a booth. Kendrick gets up and mingles with other patrons before returning to the booth where the woman sat. He then pulled out a machete from his pants and struck her multiple times. It's horrible. The woman was taken to the hospital with serious injuries to the head and hands. Where the hell are you hiding a machete in your pants? She also said that uh, she does not know him at all. Pierre Kendrick is charged with attempted first-degree murder. He was ordered to have no contact with the victim. He was held on a bond of $75,000. That's it, $75,000. This guy whips attempted out a murder? machete and tries to kill this woman in a Waffle House. In a Waffle House. We'll have to see if there's a follow-up. You know how hard it is to get butter in every one of those squares? Come on, man. There's a lot of stress going on. Oh, my there. God. A 19-year-old ASU student was arrested on Monday after officers found two explosive devices in his dorm room, according to police. A student contacted ASU police after seeing a social media post of a resident holding two explosive devices. Police arrived at the dorm and identified Logan Baker Reynolds. Officers evacuated the fifth floor of the hall and took Reynolds into custody. Hey, Rumi, what's up? Uh, Reynolds admitted to police that he made the explosives and told officers that he, quote, had no ill intentions and that he made the devices for entertainment purposes I only. I just like to make bombs. A uh, spokesperson said officers impounded the materials found in Reynolds' dorm room and components. When put together, make an explosive. There were quite a few, they said. Girls won't talk to me. <laughs> he also added the explosive contents were not a bomb, but rather pyrotechnic devices. Uh -huh. so, but nonetheless, you can't kind of make the same thing in your dorm room. All right. Uh, this is weird. Uh, West Mahoney Township Police in Pennsylvania say that Nicole Chester is facing charges after she had two men go and dig up the grave of her late boyfriend. Oh, wow. Uh, to steal the urn containing his ashes. So I guess they had buried his ashes as opposed to digging up a, right. a, a full a, body. Full yeah. Uh, police say she faces one felony count of institutional vandalism, misdemeanor count of theft, receiving stolen property, inter uh, in. 
intentional dis- uh, desecration of a public monument and possession of drug paraphernalia. What, what was he? What? What is he earning? A especially. Uh, were, uh, expensive or I, I don't know jewel encrusted. Well, you can't go digging up a grave, I guess, right? So, I mean, no, uh, that's yeah to begin with. But what, what the hell are they going after yeah, that for? Yeah, I don't for? know why she wanted it. Uh, yeah. Who knows? And maybe, maybe the maybe she was the girlfriend. Maybe the family wanted to bury. Maybe she wanted the ashes for herself. You maybe know. she lost her cell phone in it. Maybe the yep. phone was still in there, and <laughs> she had an important meeting coming up. I don't know. So who knows? <laughs> A woman in the UK was taken to court for criminal damage after she installed a do-it-yourself speed bump made out of rocks out of sight of her country cottage to try and get drivers to slow down. Are you allowed to do that? Build your own speed bumps in front of your house? Out of rocks, no. Because I did my own traffic light, but it didn't work well. I saw somebody do it with um, rope. Like, they put a real thick rope out there, and they did it like ten times. Really? So they made their own speed bump. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, Andrea Wilkinson created the speed bump using rocks from a dry stone wall opposite of her property. And she was charged with one uh, after one driver didn't see the speed bump, drove over it, causing about $1,600 worth of damage to her vehicle. So she just put big rocks out in the middle of the road. That's insane. That is going to cause flat tires and undercarriage damage and all kinds of stuff. Uh, She was went to court and was found not guilty, by the way. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess she's not going to face any fines for that. I would think that would be something that you're not allowed to do. Yes, yes. Charleston, uh, West Virginia police say two women were left with serious injuries after their dog uh, bit them. The initial call was for a disturbance. However, a detective, Tony Hazlitt, said that the officers who responded uh, were met with something more serious. Hazlitt said uh, they hear two women yelling, help me, I'm going to die, help Ugh. me, I'm going to die. Uh, so they forced entry. Police did not know what had happened, whether they were stabbed or shot or what. But the officers quickly learned the women's injuries were from dog bites. One woman had serious injuries to her arms and legs um, and throughout her body. <clears throat> One of the other women had uh, more on her legs. Police say that they uh, searched the home uh, around the property and the pit bull was nowhere to be found. When officers say that they went outside of the apartment to meet the medics, the dog came onto the porch and began attacking them. So they had to kill the dog. Uh, the dog was starting to attack the medics and the officers, uh, the medics needed to get in to attend the women. Uh, so they uh, had to take life-saving measures and they had to shoot the dog. Police said no criminal charges would be brought against the women uh, because they own the dog. Uh, the two women are in serious but stable condition, according to police. But they must kind have been a nightmare. A, it must have been a brutal attack, yeah. Uh, here's another brutal attack. A woman punched a six-foot shark in the face until it let go of her foot, which it bit while she snorkeled off of the dry Tortugas Islands off of the coast of Florida. Heather West said that the lemon shark kept tugging and tugging so I had to feel its teeth in my ankle. Lemon sharks can go to about 11 feet long and inhabit coastal waters close to swimmers, surfers, and divers, but they present little threats yeah, to humans. It's kind of wild that's a lemon shark. Yeah, before West's encounter, there had been only 10 unprovoked attacks by lemon sharks, all in Florida and the Caribbean. None fatal. Caution is still warranted as they are a large predatory species, though. Uh, West said she was headed back to shore. The lemon shark bit her. So I was wearing my flippers, and uh, my kick wasn't doing much damage. Uh, so I decided to lean forward and start punching it. I punched it in the face over and over as hard as I possibly could. After about 30 seconds, it finally let go. For the next two minutes, I was in complete shock and couldn't swim. But this time, by this point, my friends had run back into the water to help me. 
Uh, fortunately for Wes, two park rangers were nearby setting traps for rats, and they helped apply tourniquets to her leg. Boots up on the uh, hill uh, setting uh, rat traps. And uh, they got her to uh, the mainland for treatment. So uh, so when I got to the shore, I started screaming, I won, I won, because I realized I still had my foot. All right. Victory. Winner. What a great Winning. trip. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Winning. Came. Beat the piss out of a lemon shark. Uh, in the water, I was convinced he had bitten it Frickin off. Frickin' shark. So seeing it still there, even though it was completely mangled, was a huge relief. Setting so she thought, rat traps. She thought she had lost her foot. Uh, so it's she found that she will probably regain a full use of her foot. Her freaking foot. And she said, despite all this, I want the record to show that I love sharks and don't want to discourage people from getting in the water. As a matter of fact, I'll be right back in as soon as I heal. Even that off. particular shark? I don't know about that one. Maybe she at least have a little grudge. On a personal level, <laughs> she doesn't like that particular shark. All right, that's a bizarre file. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Don't forget a little bit later on this morning, uh, Chris Barron of Spin Doctors are going to be playing Montage Mountain uh, for Mountain Fest tomorrow. And also we're going to have Alonzo Bowden on the program, who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow. Stay with us. We'll be right back. New on Rock Breakdown, Elton John's close call in flight, Eddie Vedder's tribute to a fellow Seattle legend, and down with the sickness as a doo-wop ditty. Rock Breakdown, all the rock news you need in about two minutes. Watch it now on Instagram or WMMR.com. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something now. I'm going to use a piece of equipment I have called the Ego Inflator. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, it's a text that came in and it says, it's my first time watching the live stream on YouTube, and I have to say that this is the way to go because Kathy looks beautiful. Oh. <laughs> they go on to say, you guys rock and are funny, blah, 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 but Kathy looks great. Wow. Probably my self-tan glow. Have a good weekend. <laughs> yes, I noticed you were a shade darker today. I'm a couple shades darker today. Mm-hmm. Are you um, orange? Uh, no, she's no, not orange. It's, it's, oh, they it's, did a really good job. It looks natural, actually. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm hosting, actually, a fashion show at Bloomingdale's, the King of Prussia. Today? No, tomorrow. Oh. Um, and it's a spring fashion show, so they have us in all this, these spring clothes. Oh. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about this pasty white skin. So, uh, yeah, I went and got a, a self-tan. But it's... Um, hey, you look like you've been out in the sun a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Queen Bees? Uh? No, you know what? It's actually a charity event. Um, and the, the tickets are sold out, but there are standing room only tickets. Um, it I sort of... Whoever the host was supposed to be um, backed out. It was I, me. No, I don't... Because they thought fashion. I, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea who it is or who it was, but oh, um, they look. reached out to me and um, Miss uh, Mrs. Pennsylvania, Ashley Myers, who is also known as Mainline Fashionista, and so the two of us are going to host it, but it's... Good um, on you for stepping in. Yeah, yeah it is benefit. It's a fashion... Fashion funds the cure, um, and you can uh, go to my Instagram if you want. There's information there. But like I said, tickets, the seated tickets are sold out, but there is still standing room only, and it's at uh, the it's at Bloomingdale's at the King of Prussia Mall. On and they're Saturday. giving you um, they're giving you wardrobe and stuff for your. Uh, yeah, like we're sort of just wear, like I'm hosting it, so I'll just have right. one outfit on. Um, but it's actually it. So uh, the event benefits um, children to find a cure for children with cancer, and uh-huh. so the kids come out and they walk down uh, the uh-huh. runway with like one of their idols, something that they want to do. Uh, you know, like one of them wants to be a doctor, so there's a doctor who's in the fashion show. So it's really that's it's, very cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. it's a really great event. Um, I've actually never been. This will be my first time. But and Mrs. Um, Pennsylvania will be with you. Yes, Mrs. Pennsylvania. And so that's a. Mayor- 
married. So so there's Miss Pennsylvania. She's Mrs. Pennsylvania. Correct. Okay. She, she was first Mrs. She uh, won Mrs. Mainline and then went on to compete and uh, became Mrs. Pennsylvania. A, a former Mrs. Pennsylvania used to cut my hair. Casey yeah. was asking uh, about that. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't aware of the Mrs. Right. title uh, until I had met her. And I was like, oh, okay, they have a whole other pageant for that and everything. You know what's funny is I actually knew about Mrs. Pennsylvania because my boyfriend in high school's mom was Mrs. Pennsylvania. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's wow. cool. Yeah. Nice. Hot mom. <laughs> mm, all right. Hey, listen, uh, I wanted to throw this out there because <laughs> Sylvester him, Stallone himself has weighed in on this, um, well, I guess, uh, scenario, I guess you would put Right. These, these things pop up all the time in pop culture. I guess this was posed to him or maybe, you know, yeah, these these types of, of uh, potential or uh, theoretical matchups. But Stallone himself has weighed in on who would win in a fight between Rocky and Rambo. And he okay. has gone to great lengths to describe what he thought would happen. If you want me to read, yeah, I uh, think let's hear it because I purposely, purposefully stayed away from this. So it was an Instagram uh, post featuring a photo of a faux fight poster depicting his two iconic characters side by side, and he uh, he wrote, "Even I would pay to see this." When he said, "If it's two men meeting in the street," uh, and he said, "If it's two men meeting in the street and going at each other with no rules." I believe the outcome would be, and then dot, 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 dot. He said if the fighters were to remain upright, Rocky would prevail. His body punches and right hooks would eventually beat Rambo. If the fight goes to the ground, Rambo will prevail in a bloody, brutal fight to the end. Rethinking the scenario, I also believe that upon initial contact, since they will not be in the rain but fighting outside, basically a street fight, uh, that Rocky will land the first five or six blows. If that does not incapacitate Rambo, which I don't think he will unless he's caught clean, Rambo's skill set will definitely be in full display, which means incredibly vicious attacks on the eyes, the throat, every vulnerable part of the body, eventually leading to being pulled to the ground and most likely mauled. But then again, Rocky is incredibly resilient <laughs> oh and pretty God. good on the ground, too. That's my opinion in this fictional world. Final result is neither man will ever be the same. So uh, he's not ta- he's not taking a side. I don't buy that for a second. Hmm. <laughs> I got to believe, my personal opinion, Rambo would wipe the floor with, uh, with Rocky. Thank you. Yeah. He's yeah. a killer. He is a trained Killer, yeah, yeah. a oh. train killer. You're going to need body bags, Preston. That's right, yeah. a good supply so of them. The the notion that these guys are going to meet on the street does that change? Does your mind change at all if you stick them in a ring and put boxing gloves on them? And the, it's Maybe only a stand-up battle. Yes, uh, and that's rules. the only scenario. Mm-hmm. The same way, Preston. The way. MMA, uh, yeah, Conor McGregor yes. and um, and uh, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather. You know, you knew Mayweather was going to win that, right? You know, just right. by virtue of the rules that they're having to deal with. Yeah. I don't want to discount what you guys are saying. I think that you're probably right. However, I I think that we can we have to give Rocky some credit just for being like South Philly tough, right? Like, and and mm-hmm. listen, as bad as Rocky Five is, and it is terrible. He showed he did okay in a street fight. He did in number five. Right. So. He was incredibly stupid. In <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And he's so stupid that I slit his throat. Right. When he's walking down the stairs babbling on about reindeer on a roof. Right. I'll cut him good. I yeah. think. People spitting on him talking about reindeers. I, I, I think, think this, he might fight a little dirty yeah. and, and hold his own. 
Nick, let me throw let me throw this at you. Who would win in a fight? Rambo or Nick Martinelli, his character in Rhinestone? Oh, all right. Okay, probably. Now, that guy's got some songwriting skills. (laughs) Which, by the way, may I point out that uh, Anthony Kiedis sounds a lot like that in the new Red Hot Chili Pepper song? Seriously? He says all these time. Oh, I got to listen again. All the time. We'll have to. uh... Californication. (laughs) All right, hang on. (laughs) Whoa! California is this the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, this is Black Summer. This is the new one that we're right, playing. Hang on. The skies refuse to cry. Styles they call me trinkets. Piece of your supply. Yeah. Yeah, so all the time. Yeah. Yeah. created a monster and they call him... Hang on. In the tavern down the street is a laboratory. Right here. Where he makes the transformation all the time. I think it's an inspiration to uh, the uh-huh. Red Hot Chili Peppers, to be honest. All right, that guy would lose in the fight. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Nick yeah. Martin, yeah. All right. Sorry. Listen, I think. Um, our homerness is coming out by even yeah. indicating that that Rocky even has a chance For against sure. Rambo. Yeah, Rambo would absolutely positively yeah. uh, wipe the floor with Rocky. I'm so and listen, what Rocky showed us over the years is that he can take a punch. Right? He absolutely can. But Rambo, that's why he's a, a babbling idiot in Rocky yeah. Five. <laughs> but Rambo, I mean, he's a killer. Are there any other? Let me ask you this: Are there any other? Uh, actors that their own characters would try that that you would match up against each other. I was I, trying to think about that because uh, I assume there's you know you, well, you got to go to the action heroes. You got to go like Schwarzenegger, yeah. yeah, and think about who he is playing. Like Commando versus Predator, Arnold. Uh, uh the the who, what's his name? Uh, Dutch. Dutch. Yeah, Dutch yeah. and Predator. Commando is Matrix. That's his name. So and Matrix then, versus Dutch. What about that's, ben probably, that's probably a draw. Yeah. Well, Commando though is. Um, I don't know. Commando, he's a tough guy. Who would have the edge? Because you know he's he's uh, he was protecting his daughter. All right. Yeah. How yeah. about how about Conan versus Dutch? Conan O'Brien? No. no. Conan. Oh. Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. Conan by far. Yeah. He was brutal. Yeah. The Barbarian. Yeah. What about Ben Richards versus Dutch? Running ben man. Richards versus. Well, Ben Ben Richards was just a cop. He was a uh, helicopter pilot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a police officer. Yeah. So I, I got to go with uh, I got to go with Dutch. What about Cobra? Yeah. Oh God, it's horrible. <laughs> Versus, I uh, know uh, who would be the person you'd pair Cobra Ash. up against. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, right. What's another Stallone badass? Uh, I'm trying to think of of the tougher characters because he's done some lighter over the know, top. Over the top. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What was his character in an arm wrestling match? Yeah, because he puts a hat on backwards. Stop or my mom will shoot. I got to go with that guy, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, here's a good one, Steve. Uh, the texters sent in Neo versus John Wick. So here's the deal. Neo oh. possesses Matrix, like Neo outside of the Matrix in his... Right. Neo would be, would be incinerated by John Wick. However, but, Neo within the Matrix... But you remember in the third movie, Neo has those powers outside of the Matrix. Right. Yeah. Right? In the yes. real world with the machines. So. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. So on a, on a bad I, movie, but but I would think if he could literally hold up his hand and stop bullets and stuff like they have that. Made, they have Wick paired with... Who do they pair him with sometimes to see who would win in a uh, in a battle? Oh, yeah. Um, I remember... 
There was one not that long ago. Right, and it was a meme. Wick versus... Uh, like see, Bond or something like that, or the, something of that level. I think honestly, I love James Bond, and he's incredible. You know, I'm I'm a massive Bond fan, but I'm a massive John Wick fan. If you look at their skill sets, John Wick versus Bond, I think John Wick would kill Bond. There was another one, Steve. Wow, that was I can't believe you're saying that. I mean, look at you know, look at his uh, Wick's resourcefulness yeah. uh, is, and not that Bond does not possess resourcefulness as well, but I'm just thinking in. I have a one. You know, because you have a one. I have, I have a, a one. one. He's, yeah. Wick is there. Wick is going to kill you. Yeah. He's going. You know, <laughs> that's what I think. And I'm a massive Bond fan. All right, Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern versus uh, Lantern versus Deadpool. Uh, so I just texted in about that. Well, uh, no, Lantern. Who has who has the better power set? Well, you can kind of you don't, you can't really kill Deadpool, right? So I got to go Deadpool. Yeah, unless He's you chop him up. And keep you them know. in separate boxes. Yeah, I don't know. But would he? Would Deadpool? Would Deadpool regenerate if he just had his head? Right. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, or Captain America versus the other Chris Evans uh, superhero was that? Uh, oh, that's Johnny Storm. Yeah. Um, Cap. Yeah. Really. His yeah. Biceps. He's got really nice. Well, biceps. He's, just, he's a he's a he's a tactical <laughs> genius. Yeah. He can he knows exactly it's what like to do. Freaking genius. In any scenario. Genius. So. Freaking genius. All right, how about this one? Here's a, here's a matchup. Kathy versus Marissa. Oh, I was just, oh. Her and I are actually texting on what conversation we could have on the side on, like, Facebook Live or something sure. while you guys do these topics. Oh, really? Like, yeah. they, they make this... Are you literally texting yeah. with her about that? Yeah. Oh, shut up. She asked me what, what I want the topic to be. <laughs> this is really important stuff here. Oh, my God. It would cover all... Parts yeah. of our audience, if we yeah, did that, yeah. right? You like, know. By the way, if you're not into this, just check out what Kathy and Marissa are doing on Facebook spring right fashion. now. All right, what like about um, Hawkeye versus from Mesh? No, oh. from uh, the Avengers. Hawkeye versus uh, Jeremy Renner's character in the Bourne. Uh, well, he did a Bourne thing. These are so like sub level. Like I'm talking more. He just did it once. Yeah, give me more of a franchise. Give me more. I know. I know what you're saying. All right. Somebody says Bond versus uh, Batman. Okay, that's an interesting one. Uh, I think that's probably uh, that's probably an even. That's pretty even. Okay, but you got to have a winner. You have to pick one. Somebody kills. Well, those are your two favorites. Yeah, those are dead right at the top of my two favorites. It's a draw. Okay, it's exactly a draw. And then they they become best friends, and they come and we all hang out together. Daniel Craig Bond. Versus Sean Connery Bond. Connery. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Okay. Connery's got it got um, uh, size on him. Okay. And he's also, I, I, I love them both, though. Yeah. I, I, I love them both. I don't understand this text, but All it made right, me laugh. This one says, Thunderlips versus Santa with muscles. <laughs> I mean, is that well, he was saying He played Santa Claus, didn't he? One, did, did he? Hogan? Didn't Hogan? Hogan? I think he played in, Maybe. <laughs> I think the name of the movie was Santa with Muscles. What? Oh, my God. Do a check on that, Nick. Yeah. I think that's what they refers to. Oh, and by the way, Steve, uh, our buddy Dan Colachico uh, yeah. texted me the other day, and you read an interview about Hulk Hogan recently where he, you, he said that he was he hated Macho Man. That that um, Andre the Giant hated Macho Man. I got you. Okay. Right. Dan says that Hulk Hogan is full of crap. That, uh-huh. that everything that he said over the last few years is complete <clears throat> BS, that, and that uh, he plays the media really well, but uh, you can't trust a word that he says. Now, that's, that's that just breaks my heart that a man who made a, a professional living out of pretending to fight in the ring <laughs> is full yeah. of crap. Yeah, has uh, <laughs> uh, has no yeah, legs. Yeah, with on. muscles. There's the. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> <God>. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to give it to um, Santa with muscles. Yeah, over Thunderlips. Yeah, because uh, Santa has some powers. All right. He? He does. So, Kindergarten Cop versus uh, Jingle All the Way, Arnold. Like, 
you got to be kindergarten, you, right? You're, you're going to a sub-level here. I know, but, like, what other levels are there? I mean, go think more yeah. franchise stuff. I would say, how about this? Um, but we were saying uh, an actor based against their own. Uh, right. The, another character. Oh, I play. see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so, I, so it would be, like, Bruce Willis Die Hard versus Bruce Willis... Um, Last Boy Scout. Uh, yeah, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, that's what you, that's uh, who. John McClane will always. Because it's uh, Balboa versus Rambo. All right, here's one that uh, somebody texted in Han Solo versus Indiana Jones. Ooh. Han Solo versus Indiana Jones. I'm gonna, what would you give? I'd give it to Indy. Yeah. Oh. I would give it to Indy as well. Indy has, he's almost like um, like Domino. Like right. everything goes his way. Right. Goes against the uh-huh. odds, no matter what, Indy's luck is always there for some reason or another. Yeah, but Han Solo has a blaster. Yeah. Are we yeah. Without blasters? weapons. What, what, no, they have weapons. No, without weapons. Like a, a, a bare knuckle fight. Oh, and now there's all there's these caveats. Rules. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, John McClane versus Meryl Streep's Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's great. I don't know. I've run. I've run out of uh, scenarios. <laughs> Mister Freeze versus Terminator. Somebody texted it. Oh God, that that George Clooney <laughs> Batman is so. Horrible, and it's it's. Listen, George Clooney's great, but they just it, it was just nothing was going to go right in that movie, and his Mister Freeze one-off lines are so terrible. Chill, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, here, somebody texts in and says uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil or Ben Affleck Batman. Batman, though Daredevil has a no, yeah. So I've always considered um, Daredevil sort of Marvel's Batman. Mm. Yeah, without mm-hmm. the money, uh, you know. Yeah, but, in the sight. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, still, they're they're very similar. Yeah. Um. Looking for some more good ones. Uh, Terminator versus Data from Next Generation. <laughs> Those are two different actors. Okay, what about Data versus Short? Wait, wait, wait. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man versus Tobey Maguire in Seabiscuit. <laughs> I like that. Seabiscuit was fast, dude. He could just ride away. Seabiscuit. Yeah. You know could run over him with a horse. How about Tobey Maguire? Cider House Rules. Cider House Rules. <laughs> All right, here's not a bad one. Uh, right. Lethal Weapon, Matt, Matt, Mel Gibson versus Mel Gibson from okay, Mad Max. Okay, so Riggs versus Mad Max. Yeah. Okay. You got to, well, I, I don't know enough about Mad Max. Like, I don't think Mad... They're both cops. Mad right? Max is, yeah, right. Matt, so so Riggs is a... Um, a Jiu-Jitsu top, master. Special forces. Yep, special yeah. forces. Uh, and, and so Mad Max was simply a survivor. Okay. A good fighter and a yep. good driver, but, uh, but hello... <laughs> Uh, so you think? So you think Riggs on that? I, I think Riggs over Mad Max. That's a good matchup. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Clubber Lang versus B. A. Baracus. Oh, both Mister T. Characters. Well, if you're talking about pissed off attitude, I'd, I'd go Clubber Lang. Right? Oh, really? I would well, B. A. Uh, stands for bad attitude. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, and he was uh, ex-military. It's true. You know, it's true. But Clubber Lang was a badass boxer, man. What'd you say? <laughs> All right, just talking about it. Gandalf versus Magneto. Oh, wow. Ian, Ian That's McKellen. actually a good one. Yeah, Ian uh, McKellen and both. I think Gandalf has, um, besides the metallic capabilities of Magneto, uh, Gandalf has wizardry. Yeah, that's the thing. The the the, the magic. How quick can you get to that wizardry stuff before he has? Yeah, spikes flying at you. Yeah, do you have to slowly yeah. create an incantation of some sort, or you know, and and any metal that's around Magneto can control and use to. Essentially, turn into bullets and shoot you. Right, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. But there's... I'd have to give the edge, man. Maybe in speed to Magneto. In speed to if, Magneto. If, 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 if they're sitting at the table, they're playing cards. 
Yeah. I think you've cheated. <laughs> um, and, and the table gets flipped up, and, and uh, I think Magneto on the draw probably, if there's enough metal around, can take him out. Yeah. But if, um, if they have a second or two to work on it, I'm going to give the edge to Gandalf because magic is so mysterious. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, exactly. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what about Gandalf versus Rocky? Gandalf versus Rocky. <laughs> what about Johnny Lawrence? I know you saw two guys in the string fight <laughs> and one was a wizard. <laughs> and I don't know how this fight came to be. <laughs> and I don't know how he does this magical thing. The only magic I ever experienced was Lucky Charms. What? The cereal? Yeah. Okay. All right. Johnny Lawrence versus Greg Toland. Ooh. All right. Johnny Lawrence. Yeah, please. right? Greg Toland. Was just a, he was just a bully. Yeah. He was a bully and just one of the guys. But Greg Tol- But uh, John- Johnny Lawrence is trained. And yes. trained for years in a black belt and a champion and all that stuff. So I think he would absolutely kick Greg Toland's ass. That's uh, my personal opinion, though. Um, Someone's right. Evan is bringing up uh, and uh, John Wick versus Mister Nobody. There, have you seen Mister? Uh, uh, no, it's actually Nobody. Well, they call him Hi, Mr. Evan. You're on the air. Hey, Preston, Steve, how are you guys? Good. Good. All right. So you think John Wick versus Mister Nobody? Well, I've read that there's theories that they're part of the same universe. Well, okay. yes, Mister Nobody. I so don't know. Nobody, Bob Odenkirk plays in this. You remember the oh, the movie the, Nobody, the yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I think that um, similar type, type right? Thing, yeah. Similar type. I think John Wick is just really on top of his game. Nobody's very um, uh, resourceful and solid, but look at the way Wick fights in his movies, and look at—I mean, I love Nobody. I thought it was great. Uh, but oh, awesome. yeah, John Wick is. Prime. I since, get what you're saying. Right. All right. Thanks, Bud. Appreciate it. Well. Well, we could go on all day about this. We could. All right. Um, How about this? What? Schwarzenegger. uh, uh, All right. In Commando and Lucille Ball. Okay. Wait. Which Lucy? I love Lucy, not the Lucy show. All right. Ooh. Man, she's got the. She's she's got the wine. Yeah. She whines a lot. She's got Desi. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, unfortunately, we have to wrap up. Oh, okay. man. All right. We were like just about to, about to get to the one. bottom of I that. I like this last one. Catherine said Elijah Wood in Sin City versus Frodo. That character in Sin City was crazy. Yeah, absolutely. He was insane. He didn't speak or anything like that. He would cut the women's heads off. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember that? No. Yeah, that was... He, didn't he have, like, uh, on his fingernails, he had, like, uh, claws or something right. like and that? Right, and he was, like, a, like a, a martial arts master. Yeah, he could jump around yeah. and stuff. All right. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, now the calls are coming in. I Sorry, know. guys. <laughs> We gotta let you go. Zach Efron and Baywatch versus Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> well, he played Jeffrey Dahmer, didn't he? I know. That's, yeah, what yeah, they, yeah. that's what they're comparing the two. I don't oh know. Oh, my God. That's a good pairing. All right. Anyhow, uh, we gotta take. Oh, man, there's so many good ones coming in now. What was it, Mrs. Doubtfire? Peter, Peter Pan, Pan versus <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Actors and their own characters <laughs> facing off against each other. Peter Pan versus Mrs. Doubtfire. Wow. How about Nathan Lane? In what movie? In Birdcage. Okay. Uh-huh. Versus Nathan Lane in Mouse, Mouse Hunt. Mouse Hunt. Mm, or yeah. producers. Yeah. All right. Well, we could go on and on about that. Uh, but but Stallone kind of says it would, he, he thinks that uh, Rocky and Rambo would be a bit of a draw, and neither man would be the same afterwards. But I think Rambo would just destroy him. So do I. Yeah. All right. We need to take a break. We're coming back in a second. And uh, we've got uh, Alonzo Bodden, who's on the show. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club. We're also going to talk to Chris Barron. 
Spin Doctors. And uh, he's playing the Mountain Fest with his band uh, tomorrow night at Montage Mountain. So we'll chat with a couple of people when we get back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Your next guest is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight uh, and tomorrow as well. And I've gotten loads of emails or texts from uh, people. I've been going back on and forth on how to pronounce his name. How long have we like, known him? You pronounce yeah. it this way. You pronounce it that way. It's Alonzo Bowden who's joining us oh, right yeah. now. So we welcome him. Yes. Alonzo, I, I, did, I, was, I think I said Bowden earlier this morning, and your fans jumped all over me about that. Well, thank you for that. Hey, listen, you, you pronounced it grammatically correct. I pronounced it the way my dad taught me. So I'm going to go with my Yeah, right, yeah. You, you own the name. You get to determine how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, nice to see you, man. Good to be back in Philadelphia, right? Good to be back. Now, now, why am I not in studio? I thought we had the one truck freedom convoy. <laughs> right? the fix the everything. truck made it. Yeah. So these rules should be gone by now. We're right on that. This is, you know, the Very building close. had to clear the thing. And we're, so we're right there. I mean, if you were to probably show up this afternoon, you could probably get in. That's how that's how down to the second it is. But right now, all this stuff's set in motion. So we're doing it this way. But honestly, we so prefer having people in the studio. Mm-hmm. It's just a whole different vibe. But you but got a good setup. The Zoom interaction is Not still, too bad. it's pretty solid. It, it works out all right. It, it pulled our proverbial asses out of the fire throughout the pandemic because, you know, oh, it, too much. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean... I don't know whether it's good or bad, but I definitely learned to do Zoom comedy. And that changed. Like, at the beginning of the pandemic, we would just talk into the screen with no feedback. And then over time, people figured out how to unmute the audience so you could hear some (laughs) laughter and they would monitor them so you didn't hear dogs barking and babies (laughs) crying and and Zoom bombers and stuff. But I still remember in the beginning of the pandemic, going to the Laugh Factory, they had a camera set up. And you did your set to an empty club. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, this is over. It's (laughs) done. Yeah, that was the case here with Helium doing it as well. And and so listen. I did did some Zooms for Helium. And, you know, again, it's so weird to do a live show now and be talking to people and not looking at myself. I actually carry a mirror now. (laughs) Whenever I talk to people, I can see myself and enjoy the Zoom experience. I I wonder if in a bizarre way it was kind of a good exercise for stand-up comedians to do that type of thing, to to throw your stuff out there and not get what what you've gotten used to and what what you were looking for. I don't know how it might help you in the long run, but sometimes they're they're you know stepping out of your comfort zone to try something a different way can be good. I don't know. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's what I some new age art form where we're looking to step out of our comfort zone. No. no. <laughs> Alonzo really had to think about that. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what was funny about it. It reminded all of us of the beginning of our career, right? Because oh. when you start out, you want to get up in an open mic anywhere. And you you might work in the back of a coffee shop. You might do a lounge at a bowling alley, you know, wherever you go. It was the same way during the pandemic. It's like, okay, there's a rooftop show on Wednesdays. Then on Saturdays, <laughs> this guy's doing a thing in his backyard. And right. then on the weekend, we got to show out at the beach. Like, you had to come up with all these weird, creative places to do shows. They, uh, they legalized weed in California. And at one point, you couldn't have more than 25 people at a gathering. And we did a show behind a weed store 
We had 35 people. The weed was legal. The comedy was bootleg. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But you bring, you raise a good point. Like, when I did stand-up, you know, a while ago and for, for a brief period, but the thing that is uh, that you talk about is... You have to learn how to write and anticipate a reaction, you know, and, and, and like when you're doing your stage act, you're building it all around that, okay, this is going to get this and this is going to get that, and it's all a question of timing. And uh, Zoom shows to throw that right out the window because you're not getting any reaction. But here you are, you're back, you're live, you're doing your deal. That's, I, I mean, and, and right now, so here in Philadelphia, things are opening up, have just in the past couple of days opened up much more. So, uh, I mean, you know, it's the best of all worlds. Yeah, it's it's definitely great to get back live. And, uh, you know, you guys, there's still a mask thing here, which which is cool. I hate giving up the mask. Let's be honest. I'm a, I'm a big black man who could legally wear a mask. I kind of enjoyed it. But, uh, you know, times change. No, it's it's good. And you, you mentioned the important thing, the timing, right? Yeah. What was funny about doing Zoom shows, since you didn't have any laughter, you would do 30 minutes of material in an eight-minute monologue. It's like, wait right. a minute. It, you know, so you kind of learn to time your 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 speech pattern. It, it really, it, it was something. But back to being live, I mean, just, you know, and Helium's a great club. Philly's a great city. Um, you guys got James Harden. You're happy again. Yes. Uh, so we're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 you're absolutely right. That So there's a, there's a big buzz, a lot of excitement. And I tell you what, we did an event. It was a couple of, of uh, months ago. You know, these things have been sort of dipping in. Oh, looks great. No, maybe not so much. Oh, looks great. And we had an event with a whole pe- bunch of people out and people getting to go out and see faces and see, you know, and, and just interact. We, we desperately need that. Your whole, your whole occupation is predicated on that. So throughout... You, you talk about throughout the pandemic doing these weird gigs. Were you able to daisy chain enough of them to make it, you know, uh, what, what, did things get lean and mean or were you able to fill in your schedule? I Listen, I, I was fortunate. Um, you know, I had little money banked and I was able to work. And again, the, the Zoom work supplemented it. And yeah, there was, there was, I don't know. I hadn't been home that much in 25 years. So... <laughs> It, but I'll tell you, the other side of it is you you spend less money, right? Because yeah. you're just sitting at home. You're not out doing things. So I'm fortunate that it worked out. You know, we actually, all kidding aside, there were there were comedy funds to help comics. It was the it was the openers and the middle acts who really got the hit because yeah. they they're not getting paid much, right? And you you wipe out six months of work for them. You know, you pretty much wipe them out. True. So. so the community came together and made it work. I'm one of the fortunate ones that I was lucky enough to hustle up some work. And and also us being, you know, being in L.A., being in California, we had the weather for outdoor shows. Yeah. And that made a big difference. Some of those outdoor shows are still going on because they became so popular during the pandemic. So, yeah, I consider myself one of the fortunate ones, you know, maybe maybe not as fortunate as Kevin Hart, but I do okay. <laughs> uh, Alonzo, I know that, um, you know, you are a huge car fan, and I wasn't sure if you were aware that the Philadelphia International Auto Show is going on in the city this Ooh, weekend. That's right. And is that something you would be able to sneak? Because you're, you're staying in the city and the Philadelphia or the Pennsylvania Convention Center is just a few blocks away. Did you Were you aware that that was going on this weekend? I did not know it was going on. I may be able to make that tomorrow. I got some stuff today but uh but i might be able to make it tomorrow yeah it you know the car world 
is insane right now, right, with all the, the chip shortages and the supply chain. So I think you can get a Camry now for about $46,000. <laughs> it's true. The, the price over for used cars, the average for used cars is up 40%. I know, I know, and and it's great to know that with all the cars I've bought and sold, I've never made a profit, and now I could have. <laughs> there you go. What's your what, what's your realm uh, in in cars? What are you are you into the newer, the classics? Uh, what what's your your angle? I like the new. You know, um, right now, uh, well, this period leading up to now, it to me, this is the golden age of cars. Right, everyone, you know, we used to be in love with the muscle cars of the '60s and and things like that, but now. You can get a car with 500 horsepower, all the safety equipment, navigation, heated seats. Like, the, you can't argue with the technology. And they don't break down, and you don't have to do a tune-up every month. It's just we're in a great time. Now, I haven't switched to electric. Some people are on the electric thing. And it, I've driven electric cars. They just don't have a feel to them. So I get it. But to me, it's like, man, that is a really advanced appliance you're riding around in. But I'm, I'm going to stick to cars. I'm, I'm sitting right in the middle of, because another car is in the in the future for me. And so I'm just kind of looking at the, at the different things. There's a couple of uh, EVs rocking my world that I think are pretty badass. And yet there's, you know, with the efficiency on some of the uh, regular combustion engines are, you know, and, and cars look sleek. A lot of it comes down to, and it's what Tesla figured out a while ago, people have to feel cool riding around in the car. They got to like what they're, it has to look good. You know, you has to have some personality to it. And now that's the case more than ever with the, uh, with the electric stuff. It looks cool. I'm just wondering in the long run, and we've had NASCAR people on and hot rod people, how does this change racing when you can get that kind of insane speed on these things and you know with instantaneous power on delivery yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting i don't know from the professional racer and race car driver what it's like i've driven some electrics the the thing about an electric motor right it's at full full power instantly yeah so like you said they have the instant acceleration that's the good side but it, it doesn't take any talent to do it. I think that's why it's not exciting. Like, all you do is put your foot down and, whoa. And it, after doing that a few times, I don't know how exciting it is. I went to a Formula E race. What was that like? The strangest thing is not hearing any engines. The <laughs> only sound is the tires. Yeah. Wow. You wow. know, and, and it's a strange thing to be at a race. And again, Listen, times change, and this may be the wave of the future, if there's a future, which I, I'm not sure about. Has anyone else noticed that they started at Generation X? We had Generation X, Y, Z. They're like, yeah, it's going to all end after that. So I don't know. No, no. Maybe, you're right. Maybe you buy your car, get a long-term finance deal, and you'll never have to pay it off. We'll be done. I, I like that know. thinking. Yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned the sound because that's one of the appeals to uh, to a combustion engine to me is the, is the sound, the feel of that uh, that vibration and all that stuff. So I think, and, and I'm intrigued by electronic cars. Uh, and I would, I would, I'm sure that someday I'll own one, but, but I still, I still have a soft spot in my heart. There's something to that rumble. Yeah. Well, you're a motorcycle guy too. Have you, have you ridden, uh, yeah. have you ridden any I'll, electric I'll, motorcycles? I'll, I've ridden electric motorcycles and, uh, no. No? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, but here's another thing about electrics, right? And we're, we're city people. Like you guys are in yeah. Philly, I'm in LA, whatever. 
when you go out to the Midwest and places like rural places, there's no infrastructure for electric cars yet. I mean, we're a long way away from the switch. They're great around the city and commuting and stuff, but when you're out in the middle of no, even even the dealerships, right? There's still states that have those laws about car dealership versus manufacturer, so you can't. So I think the change is coming, but it but it's going to be a while before it's you know for so, a lot of people it's still just inconvenient. I know initially, like when the Teslas came out, everyone in L.A. loved them, right? Everyone's yeah. buying Teslas, but they didn't have the range to get to Vegas. So you had to stop in Barstow for two hours to charge. If you've ever spent two hours in Barstow, you will sell your car. Well, you know, like, but you made, you raise a good point. That's one of the determining factors for me. And I know that, like, a Mercedes just came out with a, a vehicle that gets 500 miles on a charge. And as they start to up the ante on that, it makes, it makes more sense. Because it's the last thing. You know, that's uh, – you don't want to be the per- – Somehow running out of battery power is more embarrassing than running out of gas for some reason. I I, I don't know. but it, And that's really what a lot of people are concerned. The two things, we have the, the, the guy who's running the car show. Those are the big considerations, range and charge time. Well, another thing I think they have to do, and it, this is where the companies have to work it out or the government or somebody, they need to all charge the same way. Yes, the fact that they have different charge. Can you imagine if every car had a different nozzle for the gas right. tank? Like, right. It's yeah. ridiculous. Like, I get it. They each have their proprietary engineering. But from a consumer standpoint, you, you got to set it up so everyone can. And I know those fast chargers have multiple hookups. No, there has to be one universe. Like, I don't know if they noticed everything electrical in the United States plugs in the same way. Right. Right. We all have. It's either a two-prong or three-prong plug, and that's it. Right. It kind of, yeah, that works, you know, and, and <laughs> it, it seems like a simple thing, right? But it's like, yeah, I should be able to plug in my electric Porsche or Mercedes or Hyundai or Tesla, whatever, the same way. Or, like, can you imagine running at your battery's dead and you're sitting there holding the wrong cord, <laughs> right? Like yeah. It's like yeah. you got an iPhone 5 and you got an iPhone 9 charger and you're just sitting there like, I can't even call for help. <laughs> Come. Oh, dude, that, that is, I hate, and that's, we, we have this discussion all the time here because the proprietary, listen, it's the proprietary cords, the proprietary adapters, that stuff, and then you go to try to replace one of those cords and, you know, it's like, a hundred bucks, and that's where they get you, and that's where they do it. We always complain about over engineering. Sometimes, I kid you not, Preston and I years ago, I'll never forget this. We're both sitting in a, a I got a BMW dealership or something. Oh yeah, and they they were, were test driving one of these cars. Was, they were going to come on and, and advertise for the station. Two adult men sitting in a running car could not figure out how to put it in park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, park. Yep. Well, I I love that you mentioned the cords because now we all have a drawer in our house full of cords that we don't know what they connect to. But you're afraid to throw them out because you're like, I'm going to need this cord one day. So Yeah, yeah. I have a cord basket. You put them all in the basket. And then if, you know, one day when that one day in 20 years when you decide you need something, you're like, let me check that basket. Right. And it's and it's not there. And you order a uh, A new one on Amazon. Yeah, but but, Alonzo, they only come in a six pack. So. Hey, Alonzo, I want to take a step back. You talked about, uh, you know, traveling and, and it being part of your job. And 
and uh, you know you get to hit these great cities, and um, a lot of these great towns have very specific foods that people like to get to, like here, you know, cheesecakes, right, yeah. obviously. Um, do you have any? Do you have any places that you like to absolutely hit as far as food goes when you go from uh, city to city? And that's great you brought that up because we were talking about this on another show about the chains versus the local places when you eat, right? Mm-hmm. So when you go to when you do the chains, the good thing is you kind of know what you're getting, especially when you you know you're doing a one nighter somewhere and you're in a hotel and and there's a Chili's or a, or a whatever you Applebee's. know. Uh, Let's slow That's down. Out. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Got to draw the line somewhere. All right. Just... You should have seen the look on his face. He's like, oh, no, no. Let's pump the brakes here. <laughs> here. Here's the thing. It's it's local knowledge. You got to have somebody, you know, whether it be somebody who works at the hotel or somebody at the show right. that tells you the local spot to hit. So you get the best. Like I've already been given a cheesesteak place to try mm-hmm. um, this been- weekend, so, so I'm going to hit that. Right. Um, when you're in Tampa, you got to get a Cuban sandwich. The Ooh. Cuban sandwiches in Tampa are so good that Cubans they actually sneak over from Cuba <laughs> to wow. get a sandwich in wow. Tampa. Better in Tampa than than Miami. It, to me, yeah, wow. yeah. They, right. they because Tampa has the you know. Um, where they roll this, they still hand roll cigars and they do the whole thing. They have a very big Cuban culture in Tampa. Ooh. So I've had great sandwiches there and, and, you know, Kansas city barbecue, different places are famous for different things, but you got to know some, somebody local to tell you where to go. And then other things, you know, like you go to New York, you're almost going to have to try to find bad pizza. Like yeah, New York yeah. just does pizza, right? So you can, pretty much take a shot at that and and if you go to chicago you're going to get a good steak it, so it's a blessing when you when you get those places and when you you know you have your your, your go-tos if you we were talking about this earlier what's what what's the cuisine you default to the most uh hmm. you know what i'm gonna say italian i love yeah. italian food yeah i love italian food it's really good and um Anything that's not healthy, I'm, I'm good with. If you can, if you can possibly just just cook up some meat and give it to me, and throw some, you know, the soul food is is, is soul comfort food, food right? Yeah. You, you know, you find me some good ribs, chicken, sweet potatoes, and greens. I ain't counting calories. Look, I got to yeah. die of something. The worst <laughs> thing I think would be to die healthy. I don't. I, that's not my goal. I, I want yeah. when I die, I want him to be like, yeah, he yeah. had that coming. We yeah. saw that. There needs to be a reason. Yeah. Well, you, you, it's like going against purposes, right? But you, if you're talking about soul food, there's some great soul food places in in this area. Just tremendous stuff. So, yeah. Uh, but but you, you're you're in, always in good shape. So I got to imagine you. You put some time in at the gym, it looks like. I, you know, all my life I've worked out. That's been, I think, the balance. And now I, I did the pandemic puppy thing. I got a great Dane oh, during the my pandemic. Gosh. Oh, they're awesome. Oh, what's uh, the name? What's the name? He's fantastic. And my workout is, you know, walking him. I mean, yeah. we do a couple of miles a day just walking. And, and a, a friend of mine who's a trainer said, hey, just get a weighted vest and put like 10 pounds of weight, 20 pounds of weight in the vest and walk the dog, and that'll be the best workout you can get. And I said, leave me alone. I'm walking my dog. I don't need your help, right? <laughs> well, the pull power. But, uh, yeah, so so that's been it. I haven't been back to the gym post-pandemic. I got a 
couple of kettlebells and, and a jump rope and stuff and been, you know, working out in the backyard. I don't know if I'm going to get back to the gym because that adds that it's the commute to the gym and, right. the, and the change and the work. And now it's like a, a hour or two ordeal, whereas I can just work out in the backyard. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. That makes sense. And when you walk a dog, though, and I don't care, dog of any size, one my, the first dog I remember, we had a huge Great Dane. The pull power on a dog like that, if you're trying to hold them back, it is astonishing how much power they can generate. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm you know, he's trained, and I, and I yeah. have a trainer I'm working with because he's, like, I can handle him. Yeah. My girl used to walk him until he outgrew her. And, it, it, you know, it's cool until, like you said, when they jump, when they show how strong they are, yeah. people are not ready for it. And it's like, yeah, that dog can can drag you down somewhere. Fortunately, Great Danes and a friend recommended the breed to me. She said, they're exactly like you. They're big and lazy. <laughs> not, a not a lot of fight in a Great Dane. Yeah. They more or less live and let live, which is fortunate with them. So I have a, I've done dog math in my head and, uh, you know, and so my dog math says I can probably only own like X amount of dogs for the rest of my life. And so there's a Great Dane on my list and um, I've always loved Great Danes, but what I love about Great Danes are the names that they get. It's important. It's important to give your Great Dane a really good name and, and yours is named? Hulk. 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 There, there you go. go. There you go. That's perfect. That's it. It's yeah. like. It's perfect. So you either go like with the absolute like perfect yeah. big dog name, or you go the opposite. Mr. Buttercup. Simmons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Estelle Getty. <laughs> I love it. So hold. All right. Well, listen, Alonzo. We got to wrap, but thank you, man. Wonderful to have you on. Outstanding that you're back in Philadelphia. Next time you're here yeah. in the studio with us, sir. Okay. Absolutely. It's always great to catch up with you guys. You know, stay healthy, safe. I, I hope you're vaccinated. Yep. Um, and, and all of that good stuff. And, and yeah, I'll be helium's going to be a great weekend. Listen, Philly, come on out. Let's laugh. Let's have a good time. And tomorrow night, let's pack the place. I'm actually taping a show tomorrow night. Oh. This is a new thing we're doing. Nice. We're, tape, we're taping the show and we're going to release it in two to three minute clips over a period of time since that's how they're watching comedy. So rather than <laughs> do the one hour special, right. we're going to do a bunch of short clips on YouTube through Helium and it's going to be a blast. So I let's like that. pack the place for the taping and have some fun. Helium, heliumcomedy.com to get the tickets. Uh, Alonzo Bowden, thank you, yeah. sir. Take care. Have a great week. Thanks. You guys take care. Have great shows. And uh, there is a show tonight and tomorrow, 7.17 p.m., very specific time, it says. Here. It's probably 7.15. And 9.30. 7.17 uh, and 10 seconds. I don't know. That's what it says <laughs> yeah. right there. So uh, anyhow, you can go to heliumcomedy.com uh, to get the tickets. What's the story on our next guest? He's ready to go. He's ready. Whoa. Oh, I love it, man. We've had him here in the studio before. It was great. Fantastic conversation. And uh, he's going to be in the general vicinity at Montage Mountain. It is the Mountain Fest event uh, that is taking place tomorrow night. And uh, not only is his band performing, but Verve Pipe will be there. They're doing a fireworks show afterwards. Obviously, you can ski and snowboard and all that stuff. Uh, from uh, Spin Doctors, please give some love to Mr. Chris Barron Yay! this morning. Oh, giving the love to Chris Barron. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm good. You got Chris Barron pajama edition. Are you wearing oh, jammies? Your PJs? Get out of here. Let me say. Pajama pants. He's shaking his ass at the camera. I love it. Dude, I have a pair just like that. Like a flannel plaid pajamas are my happy place, dude. Oh, man. After the last couple of years, my pajama game is ridiculous. Oh, and you guys, 
Check out my, uh, uh, like, is anybody watching this? Or yeah, we'll see it. We're see on it, YouTube, yeah. yeah, so we do have people. Check out my ring light game. Oh. oh. put on his glasses so you can see the ring light. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> I see ring lights. Are those ring lights in the background, too? That that are not on. Oh, this is like my my daughter moved out like a year ago. We're finally like turning her room into the office now. Right. So it's funny because because from like if I took the computer and I turned it around like and pointed it back this way, it's like off the hook. Yeah, yeah. It's like West Elm <laughs> desk, and I got a hundred year old typewriter, and it just looks it just looks fantastic. But I I sat down and turned on the Zoom thing, and I was like. What the? People are going to think I'm a I'm sort of savage. <laughs> uh, Chris, we had such a great time with you uh, in our studio last time you were here. And, 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 you know, we talked about all things music and, and you had uh, enlightened us to... Um, uh, Little, Miss Can't, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong being about your stepmother. We were like, that was a mind blower, man. And, uh, yeah. you know, and I, and I love hearing the stories behind songs that, that we've, you know, heard for so long and, and eventually, oh, that's what that's about. Uh, it was just yeah. a, a cool, intriguing conversation. I wanted to ask you about this, uh, and I'm going to tie it into another one of your songs that I remember from uh, back in the day. But uh, you do this, you love cats. Cats are a thing that you on social media. Uh, you do a thing, uh, Catterday, you post pictures of cats all the time. And I remember song uh, Cleopatra's Cat from back in the day. Does your love yeah. of cats go way, way, way back like that? Not at all. Actually, quite the opposite. I, I was allergic to cats growing up. Ah. And, um, like, my wife, uh, I met my wife, and, um, uh, you know, it's, you know, when you start talking about how you got together with your wife, you're like, how much of this story do I tell? It's kind of <laughs> other, right? But it was like, you know, I'm hanging out with her, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> actually, this is a good part. She's like, what do you do? And I was like, um, the night we met. And I'm like, I'm I'm in a band, and she's like, "What's the name of your band?" Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, Spin Doctors, and she goes, um, "I have to text someone." Her <laughs> 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 best friend, her best friend growing up, her best friend growing up, Thad Yankin, um, in uh, in in, uh, in Ohio, like um, Worthington, Ohio. He was like. Um, super into spin doctors. So the next day, she's talking to her mom, and she's like, "Hey, I met this guy. He's in a band. Do you remember that 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 song that Thad used to sing all the time?" And her mom is like in her late sixties, right? right. Without skipping a beat, she goes, "For third day." So like, um, um, so then I'm like, "Well, what do you do?" And she's like, "I'm an actress." And I'm like, "Oh, God. <laughs> no. like." Actresses are my kryptonite. And um, <laughs> and so, and then I'm like, but I really liked her, you know? And I was like, oh, God, she's so funny and cool. And then and then I'm like, uh, she's like, oh, my cat. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, she lived up, she lived up in, um, in, in, in Inwood. In, you know, I live in Manhattan, right? And it's an island. The very yeah. top of it is, is, is Inwood. And I, and I really liked her, right? So, like, a couple nights a week, I was going and, and, like, staying at her place, which is, like, Manhattan is so provincial. Like, leaving your neighborhood is, like, this big message to somebody. Like, right. oh, I'm going to go to Brooklyn for years. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're exactly right. You know, the only thing bigger than that is, like, taking someone to the airport. Like, if you're ever visiting someone in New York, you're flying in from Miami, don't ask them to get you at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a thing. Uh-uh. It's not a thing. Not in New York. So, like, 
You know, I'm staying in her house and I'm sneezing my face off because she's got this fantastic cat, Gus. And um, he's such a good guy. And I, I grew up like my best friend had cats, but I was like her, you know, I was always just like sneezing all the time when I was at their house. And they didn't have like Claritin yet back then. This was the 20th century. Like we didn't have like advanced allergy medications and stuff. So like um, this goes on for, you know, eight months or something like that. And one day I forget to take. Claritin, and I didn't sneeze, so love cured my cat. <laughs> that does happen, by the way, uh, Chris. It, it, yeah. It'll happen where people will kind of move in and out of allergies. I, I love cats, love dogs, but I, I'm, I'm a you know, big cat guy. We have nine cats in the house, uh, so I'd be a dead man. But but the um, you know, I, I just take medication because they're they're so awesome. But uh, I think more and more now, it's become okay for guys to be cat dudes. It works. Oh yeah, right. Have you found that? Mark Twain was like this, and Mark Twain, you know. Now we're talking, you know, yeah, eighteen hundreds. Dude was like, anybody who likes cats is cool with me. Mm. I don't think he. I don't. I'm paraphrasing. I think he said it in like, <laughs> you know, Mark Twain kind of Twain you know, speak. Yeah. Twain speak exactly. Um, but like, um, you know, I think the whole cat thing goes. There's pictures of like, um, you know, Oscar Wilde with cats yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, and and the other thing too that's really funny is like you know because people send me everything about cats and i just want to say one thing too like um i just want to kind of correct your what you said before he's always tweeting pictures of cats or it's always it's only on saturday saturday is because i know i know if i post one picture of a cat it's going to be this huge avalanche <laughs> of cats in my feed yeah but um yeah i mean um it goes it goes way back man cats okay. are that's They're right. awesome. Yeah, so I, I don't want to create an enemy here, um, but uh, Dan Auerbach, uh, I interviewed him one time, and I was asking him about whether or not he had uh, loved something so much that he would name his cat after it. And he goes, first of all, I would never own an effing cat, is what he wow. said. Yeah, but so I'm going to ask you the same question. Have you have you ever loved something enough to actually name your cat after it? Because I, I named my, my first cat after a fish song, so I was wondering if you had ever done something like that. So who is this effing cat person? <laughs> Dan Auerbach from the from the Black Keys. He's dead to me. <laughs> Agreed. I would never own an effing cat. Yeah, that's what he said. He's, he's missing out. He's missing out. Would 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 you have dead you... to me? I, I don't know who he is. I don't want to know who he is. I think one thing I want to say is I'll come back to your question because that's a super question and I do have an answer to it. Um, but, like, the other thing is people think that because I'm a cat person, I don't like dogs. No. No. Like, why? It's like Beatles and the Rolling Stones. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. I love this. No, 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 you hate the Beatles? Like, no, I, I love dogs. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's an automatic assumption. I love I my dog, Chelsea. I love her to death. You love them both. But it's just it's part of the deal. You your children. So, so to, to Casey's question, you said you had an answer for uh, naming. Well, um, like, you know, I, you, you know how it is when something turns out to be like really intense in your life, you go back and you see little like particles of, of it earlier on, like, you know, sort of a past reverberation of your future. Right. Right. Um, I got to write that one down. Nice <laughs> <laughs> Um, like, um, uh, I had... I had a moment of madness, and I bought like a a, a a piece of land in the Pacific Northwest. And um, this, like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I, I have to, 
I have to own this. This is so beautiful. It was like mountain views yeah. and everything. It was like a barn. And out of, out of nowhere comes this, um, like, uh, Siam, not a Siamese, so, uh, per, not a Persian. What's the one that's like in between a Persian and a Siamese? Anyway, <sighs> yeah, somebody will know, and, and they'll Google us. <laughs> it's a Siamese-Persian. Persian. Persianese. Anyway, so this beautiful cat comes out, right? And comes up to me and just starts like rubbing its like head on my on yeah. my leg and I, I like bend over and start petting it and then it kind of takes a few steps away and the owner is like oh you met uh, you met the cat and I'm like uh, yeah what what's what's her name and they're like uh uh she's a barn cat I was like she doesn't have a name she's like no nah, she won't let anybody touch her and I was like wow <laughs> took a step over to her and I started petting her and the dude is like. Oh, well, I guess she's your cat. So when they moved out and I bought this place, they gave me the cat. Oh, and, uh, oh my God. And so, I mean, they left the cat, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so, like, back then, I, I, haven't, I haven't smoked pot in, like, um, can I talk about smoking pot? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, like, I, I haven't smoked pot since my kid was born. But, but like, back then, I was, like, on the cover of High Times. Right. Just... <laughs> Just smoking huge bong hits all the time. And in the evening, like, I would, like, just just blow a huge, like, six-foot bong and, like, sit out on, like, on my front terrace. And, and, uh, and this cat would come and, like, jump up on my lap and just sit there and be like... <laughs> He's <laughs> right up on the on the camera for those who aren't watching. On just like staring into my eyes, yeah. and I'm looking down into her eyes, and I'm like, "Oh wow, they're really green." Like, "Oh wow, they're so weird." The way the pupils are. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, I think I see the birth of the universe." And the, like, it was crazy, you know, like these mystical eyes. And um, so I, I was driving around. She didn't have a name. And I, I was trying to be cool, like the old guy who'd owned the farm. I was like, oh, yeah, she's a cat, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't feel that way. This is like, there's an emerging emotion. And I was, like, driving along. And I named her Sappho after um, this, like, fantastic, like, Greek poet that I really love. Yeah. Um, That's so, so, so something you loved? And, and, and Has that cat since passed into the ether? Or are you? Uh... Oh, man, she got, she got munched by coyotes. Oh. <laughs> There you go. Wow. Well, listen, uh, besides the love of cats, I, I good wanna... ending, right? I yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, real quick, much by a coyote. Real quick, before we go to the next topic, the Himalayan, Chris. That was the, the Himalayan that you were trying to think of. Oh yeah, Himalayan. That's yes, a breed. That's right. Okay. So you, listen, as Preston said, we loved the, the last time you were on the show, and and, and we're, we're fans. And and I, I was just wondering, when you have the high pressure of the initial jumping into the the fame circle and you got all that stuff going on uh it's obviously tons of benefits but there's a lot of things that are direct, like pulling at you i got to imagine and we this impressed us the last time around that this is for a creative guy and a guy who loves performing this has got to be a better time for you would, would you agree with that <laughs> You mean like like in terms of my own personal like maturity? And well, I mean you're st you're still you still you obviously you, you you have your legend you you are you're performing people love you but there's not that initial thing that I assume probably comes with the whole ball, whole lot of head spinning like how do we keep this yeah, you know yeah. you know what I'm saying you, you you got it now you know that's such a such a perceptive um, comment and um, but it's you know as 
as usual, like there's not like a, 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 a like a cut and dry yes or no answer to that because like that was really fun. Yeah, I had a ball. Um, and um, and there were like attendant hassles, but um, it was all very new and novel. And um, and like you know, I'm coming out of this household where I was like pretty you know shabbily treated and um you know like coming out of this childhood that left me you know kind of deeply sort of lonely uh, dispositionally kind of lonely and and then like here I am suddenly like the coolest kid in the room um you know and like rubbing elbows with like Robert De Niro uh, you know and, yeah and like and all of these heroes of mine, like the Rolling Stones and stuff like that. So it was, it was a scream. You know what I mean? It was, it was a I had a ball. But now, yeah, there's a, there's a, like I'm, I'm much more settled in my own self now, and um, I can like just, you know, if somebody recognizes me, it's not like a big freakout kind of thing that ends up being me, you know, trying to buy a pair of underwear and like signing <laughs> three hundred, right. you know, kids like arms, you know, right. like it's. It's very, it, you know, my life. If somebody recognizes me now, they're like, "Bit of it, that's yeah. it." You know, that's like yeah. the whole thing, right? And no, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah, that's that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Oh, my God. By the way, if you're just tuning in, it's Chris Barron of uh, Spin Doctors. He's going to be playing Montage Mountain uh, tomorrow night, by the way. I wanted to ask you about this, Chris. Uh, they, uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds took a little bit of a shot at uh, Spin Doctors in the movie Deadpool. A little name check, <laughs> which I guess could be kind of a... Um, uh, 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 an honor. An, an honor, it's like yeah, a John because, Rickles insult. Yeah. yeah. How, how did you take that when you first heard about I it? I loved it, man. <laughs> That's great. I, I, I love all that stuff. Like, I mean, the way I look at it is, is like, you know, you guys know me. I'm sort of a philosopher. <laughs> and, like, I, 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 I like to think I can see the big picture, you know? I'm sorry. I'm going to, can I find you, like, a little reaction that I made? Yeah, sure, please. Absolutely. Um, Are you looking you know, for a recording? I am, like, uh, I'm just happy to be part of the zeitgeist. Yeah, there you go. And if that, and, like, okay. You know, overall, like I, I take what I do seriously. I take singing seriously. I take writing seriously. I take like, you know, my band mates and what they think seriously. You know, um, but I don't take myself seriously. Okay, that's healthy. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. a healthy way. That's be, great. I'm happy to be the butt of a joke. Or can I? Can I? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to show you guys this, but there's audio, so so your radio. It'll be it'll be okay. good radio. So this is the scene. Um, Ryan Reynolds is playing uh, the character Deadpool, yep. and he's telling his girlfriend um, that like he has no intention of, of like do he has cancer, and he has no intention of like now through the whole. We have cancer. to ask. He, he he drops the s bomb in that clip, and so we can't have that on the radio. Where he goes, it's an s show. You know what uh, I mean? So uh, is oh, that no. is that in there? <laughs> it's in there. Oh, yeah, I can paraphrase yeah. it. If you, but what's the reaction? Is is it your reaction? No, oh, it's too bad. I, I wish I could do it. Um, can you guys bleep it? I can. I can. Let's try it. I'll dump do out of, 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 yeah. what, of what doesn't fit, and we'll see if it works. It's a yak off, smirn off, and then beep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. So here. Let me see. <laughs> 
All right, here we go. He's playing. Oh, oh that, he didn't he un- un- wait, wait, wait. wait, I got to get that. Sorry, you guys. This is, I, I swear to God, this is funny and worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, here. He's trying to get oh, to Oh, I just, I just, okay. Did you I just it? got past, I got past. Um, okay. The okay. curse. Actually, no, but there's more, there's more right. cursing. Yeah, there's, <laughs> okay. It's Deadpool. <laughs> we'll do what we can. Deadpool. I swear to God, this is fun and worth it. <laughs> Jack off. Smear off. Opening for the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's you? Nice. <laughs> that's great, man. It took me like eight times to like, to like, I was watching the movie and I'd forgotten I was in there. And like, you know, so I had like, you know, I had like this sort of whatever, the cable thing where you can pause it and like back it up. Yeah. And it took me like eight times to get that right. Well, and, there then was... I, and then I posted it on Twitter and, 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 um, and, and. Ryan Reynolds liked it. That's oh, awesome. That's great. Yeah. I, I was curious because one time we we had, of all people, we had Meredith Baxter Bernie in here. <laughs> and in the movie Deadpool, they joke about her giving a Dutch oven to you. <laughs> and we said, hey, they mentioned you in this movie. And she didn't quite know what to think about <laughs> that. So she wasn't angry. Oh, or no, anything. not she was at like, all. Well, I guess that's a compliment. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm glad that you... I, I, I would, I would is... have thought you would have taken it that way, Chris. That's yeah, it's a compliment. Yeah. I mean, it means it means you're part of the zeitgeist. It means yeah. you're, you yep. know, it means you're like in there. You yeah, know? I'm, I'm. I don't care if people like make <laughs> make fun. Of me. No, that's oh, clear. Just, it's like, a healthy attitude. Listen, it, it, no being made fun of, but a fun time. And unfortunately, we got to wrap now, uh, Chris. Can but I just can I plug one? Please, thing? please do. I was going to mention one the gig, thing. but I'll do that at the end. Go ahead. In November, in November, um, Spin Doctors. Are playing on um, the City Winery, Philadelphia, ah. with um, with special guest John Popper of the Blues Travel. That's pretty damn Whoa. awesome. It's a great show. He's doing. He's he doing. He... First on WMMR. <laughs> is he is he sitting in? Is he playing the whole gig with you, or just doing a couple he's songs? Doing the whole gig. It's wow. going to be crazy. It's yeah. Excellent. We should uh, we should get you guys in the studio before yes. that gig. I mean, if you and 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 John are able to come in, we'd love to have you. Yes. I'm wondering if it's during yeah, uh, Camp Out for Hunger would be even better. Oh, wow. We'll look into that and see if we can yep, make. Let's that coordinate. Happen. We'll coordinate on the dates. And, and we'll, we'll promote it because first off, the venue's great, and and this would be cool to see you guys like that'd be awesome. Yep, special small venue. We're gonna blow the we're gonna blow the walls out of that place. Yes, awesome plaster falling out of the ceiling. In the meantime, Montage Mountain uh, tomorrow night. It is Mountain Fest, and the uh, uh, the Verb Pipe is playing as well. So this is gonna be a great show. Fireworks and all that stuff. Uh, and it will be a past reverberation of your future if you show up. <laughs> you wrote it down. Yeah, yeah, we wrote it down for you. Wrote it down for you yes. so. uh, hey, Chris, we love you, man. Thank you so much. Have, have a great weekend. Have a great game. I love game. you guys, too, man. WMMR forever. Thank you, guys. Thank right, you. Let's hear from Chris Bear, Spin Doctors. Such a nice guy. Man. He is the best. He's so much fun, man. I love it. And, yes, if we could get him... And John and any of his bandmates uh, in here when they come back around. I have it written down as Brooklyn Bowl. Yeah, that's a different show, maybe, because he said City Winery, and he also said that he's announcing it for the first time. So maybe that's in addition to what he's doing at at Brooklyn Bowl. I, I don't know. All right. Uh, but I'd love it. We've had John Popper in the studio before. We've had uh, we've had Chris in the studio. Have them both in. Maybe play a couple songs. It'd be fantastic. Oh, that. so that'd be great to have that. Have By the way, Alonzo Bowden coming. If yeah. you want to get to uh, Montage Mountain and uh, go to Mountain Fest, uh, you can go to montagemountainresorts.com to get all the info. We got to take a break. All right, we're going to do that right now. We'll come back in a second. Uh, we doing the bizarre file next? Yes, sir. Yeah, we are. All right, so stay there. We'll be right back. 
HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. I have a question about something Kathy mentioned, or West Goshen. Yes. Okay, so Goshen was a biblical town. Was it? And, yeah. And if you, uh, you ever heard the old phrase, land of Goshen? Goshen. Is that yes. what that is in reference to? I believe it is. I assume yeah. that's what it would have been, right? Like a biblical sort of like the uh, sweet Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Land, land of Goshen. Hmm. Right, the land of Goshen is named in the Hebrew Bible as the place in Egypt given to the Hebrews by the Pharaoh of Joseph and the land from which they later left Egypt at the time of the Exodus. Land of Goshen. Land of Goshen. There'll always be somebody with a, like a grandmother with a corncob pipe. Yep, exactly. All right, just wanted to clarify that, so thank you. Their claim to fame now is the headquarters of QVC. Is That's West right, yeah. <laughs> which is Which is religion to some people. God, I so love QVC. I do. It can, it can still live in that, uh, in that kind of uh, infamy, uh, which is the wrong Land word. shopping. All right, <laughs> so I would like to congratulate uh, a very lovely person and her husband because they just had a baby last night. Kristen Herman, our former intern and now program director of Ben FM, our sister station, WBEN. Uh, they had a baby last night. Kristen was ready to pop, but she went. She went a little early. I mean, she was. Did like, she? Yeah. Yeah. She was doing three eleven. Oh. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, right. So about All a week. Right. All right. So a little bit. I, I had heard it was earlier than that. So that's or, or later than that. But cool. Good for her. Uh, they had their baby Trudy, Aww. which is short for Gertrude. <laughs> yes. That's her grandmother. Her by grandmother's the way. Gertrude, and so they're going to call her Trudy. She was born eleven forty five last night after eighteen hours of labor. Whoa. Oh. They eventually had to perform a C-section, uh, which is like, you feel so bad after 18 hours. Like, really, we had to go through that much uh-huh. time? And now you, just... you get both of the recoveries. Yeah, right. We did the same thing. Uh, baby Trudy weighed in at seven, pound, 7 pounds, 9 ounces. Good, healthy weight, 22 inches long. And uh, we congratulate her and Paul on the new addition to their family. That's awesome. wonderful news. Yeah. So cool. Love Kristen Herman. She's a sweetheart. So we're very, very happy for you guys. Congratulations. All right. Um, we need to get to Bizarre File number two. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right. We're going to... Oh, uh, by the way, it is brought to you by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. You can schedule their full-service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Love them. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. All right. An accused auto burglar told Louisiana police that he was sleepwalking when he entered a parked pickup late, late Wednesday. He was sleep stealing. Yes. That happens a lot. Responding to a call about a male pulling on a car door hand or calling pulling on several car door handles in a parking lot of an apartment complex, police spotted Christopher Samuel walking away from the lot. A witness I'm told him, but a witness told police officers he observed Samuel trying to enter multiple vehicles before he was able to get into a 1994 Chevrolet truck. When cops confronted Samuel, he reportedly admitted entering the pickup, but said he did so because he was, quote, sleepwalking. And then he started sleep hot wiring. Uh, despite the explanation, he was arrested and booked early Thursday into the local jail. It convicted and he could face a maximum of 12 years in prison. That person, didn't he say he ran a sleep chop shop? I think he did, yeah. yes. Uh, in Newport Ritchie, a man stopped in the middle of Interstate 75, 
jumped on the hood of a passing woman's car with a handgun and then tried to steal an 18-wheeler whose driver stopped to help, according to the Florida Highway Patrol. Ooh, that's bigger. Uh, Dale Patrick Ferris was arrested on charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and so on. Uh, Ferris had parked his GMC Sierra with no lights on in the southbound lanes of I-75, which stopped traffic. Soon after, a Subaru SUV, driven by a 33-year-old woman, hit Ferris's truck as he walked into the path of a Hyundai SUV. The Hyundai stopped to avoid hitting Ferris. He then pulled out a gun and climbed onto the hood. Bullet holes were found in the road, so he's popping off rounds into the ground. A passing uh, vehicle road. distracted him, which allowed the woman to escape. Then, a 62-year-old man in a semi-trailer stopped to help. Ferris got into the 18-wheeler and attempted to steal it, <laughs> but he couldn't get it to change gears or release the air brake. It's a little bit more involved than your regular car. Another witness, 38-year-old man, uh, and the truck driver tried to stop Ferris from driving away when he kicked both men in the face and chest. He got out of the tractor trailer when deputies arrived and detained him. He was taken to the county jail, and his handgun was recovered with several spent shell casings. So it was an interesting night for that gentleman right there. Uh, This is uh, unfortunate. A personal trainer died after taking caffeine powder and the equivalent of up to 200 cups of coffee. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tom Mansfield had uh, miscalculated the amount of powder he was meant to use on kitchen scales. How much did he put in? An inquest heard the 29-year-old fell ill straight after drinking the mixture. Uh, Reaching a conclusion of misadventure, the coroner said that the cause of death was caffeine toxicity. Uh, caffeine is used by some gym goers with some fitness websites recommending it for improving sports performance in certain doses. However, experts have uh, warned that uh, when taking powders, there is a risk of consuming over the recommended amount. An inquest heard Mr. Mansfield began clutching his chest, complaining of heart, that his heart was beating fast after consuming the product. Minutes later, he was lying down and then began foaming at the mouth. Oh, my God. His wife alerted neighbors and family. They called an ambulance. They tried to resuscitate him for 45 minutes. They couldn't, and he had died. So... It's Steve, they, it said that um, in a statement read of the hearing, uh, they said the powder should be weighed uh, to two decimal places in milligrams and suggested a dosage, dosage of 60 to 300 milligrams of powder uh, up to twice a day. Uh, but I don't know. He said his scales for the purpose of weighing such small amounts can be purchased, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not sure how much. Uh, don't oh, you imagine it would be a lot? His caffeine levels were 392 uh, milligrams per liter of blood. So God he just might. He did too much and dude had a heart attack. Um, in Massachusetts, Northampton police said 23-year-old Omar Rios Robles stabbed a fellow Walmart employee uh, Thursday morning while on a break. And according to court documents, Robles is a maintenance employee at Walmart. Police said an argument had stemmed from the victim spilling milk and not cleaning it up. Robles told that police... son of a bitch! He went outside. Uh, the victim punched him in the face. Witnesses said that Robles then stabbed the victim. And uh, apparently he tried to leave and they ended up getting him. Well, I hope he's learned his lesson not to spill milk anymore. Yeah, please don't do that. (laughs) All right, and then uh, we'll go with this one. Uh, Since they just had a baby, Kristen and Paul, uh, this is a story of someone who had just given birth. And a man recently took to Reddit to admit that he changed his newborn's middle name after he and his wife had disagreed on it while she was, and he changed it while she was asleep after giving birth. (laughs) He said previously his wife had said that she would decide the middle names of both of their children because she was the one that carried them, and he was fine with it until his grandmother died. And he writes, I asked her if we could 
give the baby my grandmother's middle name, and she said no. We fought, but I gave up. Uh, but then, when the nurse came in with the name papers while his wife was asleep and asked if they had a name, a middle name picked out, he said, I said yes, and I filled out the form of my grandmother's middle name. And he added, we got into a huge fight, and she claimed that she'd be changing uh, she'd be changing it, but she can't because you need both parents to sign off on a name change. And it's been three days, and my wife is giving me the silent treatment, <laughs> along with her visiting family. Uh, even my family said it was cru- a cruel thing to do wh- while she was asleep. And he asked the question, am I an a-hole? Uh, most commenters noted that he made a big mistake. Right. And others claimed that the wife's uh, behavior was a red flag. So, I don't know. I got to go. You, that was a stupid thing to do. Get divorced and put the baby up for adoption. There you go. That's probably yeah, the best thing. <laughs> All right. And then one last story, and we will wrap this up. Let's end with a good one. Let me see what I got here for you. Um, I like this one. A uh, Georgia homeowner's doorbell camera was recording when an entire herd of cows what? that escaped from a dairy farm uh, made a late-night visit to her neighborhood. It's pretty funny. Alicia said she woke up around 3 a.m. when her phone alerted her that her ring doorbell camera had detected activity in the front of the home. She said she was shocked to see the camera was recording a herd of cows rummaging through her lawn and mooing loudly. She said the cows completely destroyed my new landscaping and ate my bushes. <laughs> there are deep holes from the cows walking in the grass, along with some lovely cow piles uh, but overall fixable damage. One witness, uh, Preston, described it as an utter catastrophe. No <laughs> she said one of the cows was particularly fascinated by the camera. She said there's one cow that I caught on camera trying to eat the ring doorbell, uh, but it held strong through the whole ordeal. The cow ended up giving up and enjoyed a plant instead. Uh, her na- She had recently moved to the neighborhood about three weeks before the bovine invasion, but neighbors told her the incident was the first of its type. The cows were found to have escaped from a dairy farm about two miles away uh, from the neighborhood uh, where they were returned to their owner. So there you go. And that's there's the, the video cam the, of the, the thing trying to eat it is hilarious. <laughs> it's just an open mouth licking the camera. And that is what I have in your bizarre file this morning. All right. Hang around because we're going to get to our lesson question with something for you to win a little bit. Uh, with the trash and music news to follow, we also have our word of the week prize that you could end up winning before the weekend starts. So get ready for all of that. We'll come back in a moment. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Friday with the Preston and Steve Show. What's all this whispering going well, on? Joe Bell is our <laughs> boss, and I just, I, the way that he congratulated Kristen Herman was just beautiful. He, 
The baby's name is Trudy, but Joe wrote Turdy. Oh, no. I didn't oh. even pick up on that. Well, he sent, a sec- he sent a second email that was correcting his first. And, and like, what Joe is such a nice guy to send it all out. But he just goes, yeah, disregard the last email. I need to hire a proofreader. The sweet baby's name is Trudy, not Turdy. No. My sub- bad. The subject line is, here's Turdy. Oh, no. You know what? You know what? I wonder if Kristen and Paul had considered, you know, nickname. Yeah, no, that's one. Hey, it's one of the things. Dirty. You know, we, there yeah. there were a few names we probably passed on in the in the name selection because no, we can't call them that. They're going to get this, uh-huh. you know, whatever. But well, Joe gave okay. him a nickname already. <laughs> Not even a day old. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right, but Kristen. We're speaking. If you're just tuning in, it's Kristen Herman from our sister station Ben FM, and uh, she had a baby. Last night, we're very excited for her and her husband, Paul. So. <laughs> All right. And uh, what is this? Hang on. Hey, uh, what do you think about Trudy? Oh, she sure. got a boyfriend. You want to uh, hang out? Get high? Which one's Trudy? I want to get in her face. No, that's Jody. That's my wife. Sorry, <laughs> 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 man. No, I can't. I'm, I gotta be someplace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap know, in her face. I didn't know we had a Trudy clip. That's awesome, man. Uh, All right. Um, we're gonna do today's lesson question. We are gonna give away as a prize a pair of tickets to see Waitress on March 29th at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. The question we're gonna go with this morning. Let's see if you remember the name of Kathy's cooking show. Two one five two six three WMMR. Do you know the name of that Kathy's cooking show? Mentioned it in the seven o'clock hour. And if you heard it, then you should call in now because with this prize you can win. And while we're waiting for your call, we will do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, it's brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. Wait is over. Rita's is now open and serving up all of your favorite frozen treats. And you can stop by for some happiness with a delicious Italian ice. Or creamy frozen custard. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Queen Elizabeth confirming on a Zoom conference that she is now completely COVID-free. The good news prompted an emotional Prince Charles to drive his crown back to the storage unit. (laughs) 63-year-old Kyle MacLachlan, who started the original David Lynch version of Dune, says he is up for a cameo that's been offered to him in the 2021 reboot. McLaughlin has reportedly been offered the small role of a newly created character called Buddy Dune. Oh, oh my Seems kind of weird. And finally, 53-year-old Michael Sheen, expecting a second child with girlfriend 25-year-old Anna Lundberg. Sheen says he's absolutely thrilled because now Anna will have more kids to play with. (laughs) (laughs) That's your Hollywood track. All right, we're looking for an answer to this question. Uh, What's the name of Kathy's cooking show? We'll go to the phones and we'll go with Nate. And see if he knows. Hey, Nate, how you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? Nate, what is the answer we're looking for? This sucks. You know what, we'll go with that because she said it first. Yes. Yeah. Yep. But the original, I would have accepted, well, that sucked as well. Uh, so we'll go with both those. And Nate got it right. So hang on the line, Nate. We are going to give you, sir, a pair of tickets to see Waitress on March 29th, the Kimmel Cultural Campus. And you can get tickets and all show uh, for all shows and dates uh, March 29th through the April 3rd at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. We are going to start uh, Music News with a uh, information about a show which tickets go on sale today. 
Uh, and it is called the Orange Loop Rock Festival. MMR is part of this event. So Orange Loop Rock Festival, June 10th through the 12th at the Showboat Festival Grounds in Atlantic City. And it will feature... Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Chevelle, Puddle of Mud, Brett Scallions of Fuel, Slaughter, Great White, L.A. Guns, what? and many more. Yeah, it's a that's, cool little mix-up. That's up. pretty wild. Jackie Bam Bam is going to be insanely excited oh to my see God. this show with yeah. L.A. Guns and Slaughter and Great White on there. Uh, tickets are on sale today at noon via Orange Loop Rocks. Or orange, I'm sorry, orangelooprockfest.com. So, again, that's orangelooprockfest.com. Jackie Bam Bam will have tickets for you to win tonight on his program. So, listen starting at 7 o'clock with your opportunity. So, again, it's the Orange Loop Rock Festival. MMR rocks this June 10th through the 12th. Showboat Festival Grounds, Atlantic City. Stone Temple Pilot, Chevelle, Puddle of Mud, Brett Scallions of Fuel, Slaughter, Great White, L.A. Guns. And many, many more tickets go on sale today at noon. Jack White has released Heidi Ho, a collaboration with a tribe called Quest, Figurehead, and artist and producer Q-Tip. Wasn't that a, a song, like, I think, Nick, look up if a, a, a singer named Cab Calloway. Well, that was that was uh, Minnie the Moocher. That's it. Song, right? And they sing Heidi, Heidi, Heidi Ho. But I think Heidi Ho, is a, that's a Mr. Hanky reference, yeah. right? Uh, Okay, there we go. Uh, this is the latest single from White's upcoming album called Fear of the Dawn, which is due out on April 8th. And the new single is joined by, uh, it says it's joined by Queen of the Bees, uh, featured on White's second new album of the year, entering Heaven Alive, uh, which will be released on July 22nd. Yes. This is Minnie the Moocher. And a limited edition Heidi Ho... Uh, Queen of the Bees Tricolor 7-inch will be available exclusively at Third Man Records. Uh, Cast Corridor Detroit on Saturday, April 9th in celebration of both the album's release and the start of White's Supply Chain Issues Tour, by the way. Uh, we played uh, some Weezer just a moment ago. If you like Wordle and Weezer, you're going to love Weasel. <laughs> W-E-E-Z-L-E. Uh, such was the message tweeted by singer Rivers Cuomo yesterday in regard to a game uh, that gives players six chances at guessing a five-letter word. If the player solves it correctly, the reward is getting to listen to a Weezer song. Weasel is Cuomo's latest development. Earlier this year, he uh, revealed Weezify, like a Spotify, just for Weezer that had over 3,500 demos. Uh, and Weezer's SNS, or Seasons album is what it's called, uh, project will be will uh, release the first part called Spring on March 20th, by the way. And then one last story. Uh, Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters had a blast making their new slasher slash comedy flick, Studio 666. That said, they still don't take themselves too seriously. Dave spoke to Sky News and said, uh, the premise of the movie is really simple and fun. The band is looking for a place to record. We moved to this old house. You guys know how this yep. goes. And then uh, he said, so it's a lot different than, you know, someone like Lady Gaga making a real substantial legitimate movie. He explained that the entire reason to make the film was purely for entertainment, not necessarily art. He said our intention was just to do something we'd never and have a good time and then hope that our audience enjoys it as well. He said, I mean, nobody's ordering tuxes for the Oscars. It's not in the cards. <laughs> he went on to say the premise is based on a lot of really hilarious rock and roll cliches and stereotypes, right? The lead singer... Uh, that wants to go solo is at a creative war with his own band, and some lead singers do that, do exactly that. 
Uh, that's something I would never wish to do because I actually like being in Foo Fighters. So when we make Foo Fighters records, honestly, we stroll in the studio. We usually have too much material, and we spend a couple of weeks, a couple of months, just kind of playing our instruments and laughing hysterically, and we still enjoy what we do and each other. When this streams eventually, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to check it out. Uh, it looks fun. Yeah, it does. And that is all I have in music news for you this morning. All right, as we take a break, should I give away these? Yeah. All right, we have the movie The Green Mile, which I guess is now available on 4K Ultra HD and digital. Cool. And callers 9 and 10 will get them, 215-263-WMMR. The Green Mile is a great movie, obviously, starring Tom Hanks on Digital Experience, the miraculous story about finding light even in the darkest moments. So let's get those callers now. And when we come back after these... We are going to have the Word of the Week prize for you to win, so stick around. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's Friday. Yeah. The weekend has begun. It's been Friday since yesterday afternoon. Yes, it has. That's right. Yesterday was pre-Friday. And once you throw the word Friday in there, it's already there. It's already Friday. Hey, we have a new Daily Rush video, I've been told. And it is uh, the Let It Be a Beatles contest. Uh, And this was uh, yesterday. Uh, testing my Beatles knowledge uh, with uh, Andre Gardner. Yes. Uh, in Let It Be a Beatles contest. And uh, it says in the description, it's harder than you think. And you know what's great is last night on Jeopardy, yeah. they had a category which was uh, love in Beatles titles and Beatles <laughs> song titles. I'm like, we just did that. I mean, we just it's did clear it. they rip us off. Well, yep. so it's clear. Was it twice this week? Because yeah. uh, earlier in the week, uh, we had talked about the coral snake and red versus yellow touch uh, kills a fellow. Yeah. And that was a clue on Jeopardy earlier this week. Yes, you are correct. So there's some kind of bizarre synergy. Mm-hmm. All right. And may I tell my. Yes. Can I tell my story? Yeah, All right. Please. So sometimes we'll do this goofy thing where on Final Jeopardy, they just give you the category, not the clue. And it's pretty vague. It's pretty wide open. It could be like, you know, authors right. or, or, you know. Uh, Broadway. Uh, U.S. Uh, uh, states. Yeah. Whatever. So, um, and we, Casey actually started this. Uh, Casey and Nick and I do this regularly. You just try to guess what it is simply on the category alone without the clue. So, I, I didn't text you guys last night, but I was sitting with my um, my son and my wife. And so, Rochelle goes, okay, Budapest. Because the, the, cat- the category was um, European, uh, cities. European cities. Yeah. And so she said Budapest. Uh, Carter said Istanbul. And I said, and, and to be honest, I was thinking about Germany, okay? <laughs> I was thinking about, I was I, I trying to think of regions of Germany. I'm like, and I couldn't think of anything good. And I just go, Palermo. You know, I just, I don't know why Palermo popped in my head. <laughs> they come back with the clue. It had to do with a phrase that had to do with something about um, protection money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's like the mob. The Sicily. mob. Yep. It could be Palermo. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we're sitting there watching it, and the answer was freaking Palermo. <laughs> and I stood up with my arms in the air. <laughs> I just, I'm basking. I, I'm like, I can't, it was just, 
bizarre randomness, and I got it right. And I texted these two, and Casey's like, I don't believe you. you know? I'm like, I have witnesses. <laughs> Videos are a, or it didn't happen. I have witnesses. <laughs> so, anyway, it was a special that moment. That is cool. We're Jeopardy. I was pretty excited. the first excited. time ever? No, it's, no, it's happened, happened before. A few times. On a couple of Nick rare, had it last I think. Yeah. On a couple of rare occasions. Preston it's had one this year though too. I can't remember what it was, but it's like when it happens, it's just like the stars are aligning, and it, it, you know, you just completely feel completely from that field. It's it, completely from yeah. that field. If it's you total know, though, if you know where they go too often, yeah. then um, you can kind of. get... But still, yeah. it is a crap. That was just random because yeah. um, yeah. all European cities. <laughs> why did I pick Palermo? I knew it would be a city that most people know that you can usually yeah. count on that. But yeah, I was weird. How did you do in the uh, Beatles love songs category? I did only okay. Believe really? it or not, there were a couple of them that I missed, and I was like, I, I just, we just, we're just talking about this today. How am I missing this? Damn. Well, I don't but know. then you totally redeemed yourself. Totally, totally <laughs> redeemed myself. All right. Anyhow, the uh, Beatles contest is now available. If you follow us on Instagram, you get a first look at the Daily Rush videos. And it's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. And you can learn more at Xfinity.com. Giggity to you. <laughs> Thank you to Alonzo Bowden. For yeah. being Alonzo is the nicest, funniest guy. He is at uh, Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow night. And uh, he's uh, going to be recording tomorrow night. Yes. He wants to sell out. So if you can get tickets, uh, please go to that show. And how about Chris Barron of Spin Doctors? So nice. Chris has just got so many stories. He's a fun uh, just really knowledgeable, great guy, and it was wonderful to have him on. He and his band are playing the Mountain Fest tomorrow night at Montage Mountain. He had mentioned earlier this morning he's going to be back in November at City Winery with John Papa. He's not going to be there. He's going to be at uh, the Bowl. What is Brooklyn it? Bowl. Brooklyn Bowl. Thank you very much. So that sounds like a hell of a show. Yeah, we'll yeah. try to get those guys here in the studio when uh, when they make it back around, which would be really really cool. Pierre Robert is here. Hey man, good day. How you doing today? Excellent. Thank wonderful, you. Wonderful, sir. Uh, shall we get right to business? Yes. All right, let's do the letter of the day. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Y as in yellow. All right, and we'll take caller number four at 215-263-WMMR. And if you know the word, you get the prize. So go ahead and give us a call right now. 215-263-WMMR. How you doing, man? How's your feels? Just trying cool. to get it together. Just trying to get it together. Yeah. All right. Tough morning. Uh, well, confusing. Yeah. Um, but you know. Did you go uh, to Q one hundred and two again? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Who's ready to play the hits, man? I, I did that. Oh, and I thought I was supposed to do mornings at Ben, and <laughs> then I thought I was supposed to do the morning sports show. <laughs> and I'd love to hear that. I oh went my God! From hall to hall, looking for a studio, and I finally stumbled upon you kids. <laughs> It it's like of, the, the drifter that blows into town. You need any radioing done? Yeah. It was like a spinal tap kind of thing, <laughs> trying to find the stage. Oh. Man, that's... Okay, so we had this topic yesterday about uh, can't, not being able to get out of places. Find your way out of places, I yeah. I, we completely forgot about yeah, that. Spinal tap is a great one, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, write it down. There's plenty of future shows. Yeah. Write it down. Yeah, man. All right, write that down. <laughs> write that down. Well, no, I agree with you. <laughs> you say it's hard to tell if there'll be future shows. Yeah. I like that. No, yeah, one never knows. Do one. Uh, one does, uh, uh... or doth one. Uh, but uh, either way. Okay. All right. Huh? It is. All right. Yeah. I'm confused, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to go to this caller. It uh, makes sense. Okay. All right. I'm going to go to Troy. Hi, Troy. Good morning. Gadzooks, MMR. Gadzooks, buddy. All right, what's the word? I I got A-N-T-N-Y. 
Now, what does that come out to, Troy? If you were to say it just like it looks as you've written it out. Andy, Andy, Andy. Andy. Oh, I get it. it. Say it out loud. Say it. He's saying Andy. It's Andy. 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 Andy, like Andy up. There's another N in there. you got to pronounce the second N. No, like a Philly pronunciation of, like an improper Philly pronunciation of the proper word Anthony would be. Oh, Anthony. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was a stretch. I'll give you that. <laughs> Anthony, great day in the morning. Great day in the. Oh yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah. Great right. day in the morning. <laughs> All right, Troy. We're going to give you a $500 Joseph Antony Retreat Spa and Salon. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we went with Antony. All right, Because you got your Joseph Anthony thing. Hang on the line. We're going to set you up, buddy. You can check out their heavenly soft pack float treatment, luxurious Turkish bath experience, or even Botox at their med spa. And check out the salon where they specialize in hair extensions, just like Marissa had done there. Three locations, Glen Mills, Springfield, and Center City at the Lowe's Hotel. And you can purchase online at josephantony.com. So, uh, congratulations, man. Uh, what's happening on your program today? Pancake came up with it, and I thought it was clever. I like it. It yeah. is good. Yeah. yeah. It's a little stretch of the um, literary imagination. Right. But uh, on the program, we'll have uh, tickets for the Philly Auto Show. It opens tomorrow, runs through the 13th. One more pair of tickets for that. Uh, we've got some fun blocks. Uh, Greta Van Fleet, uh, which goes on sale uh, today, we will have uh, a block of them October 1st in Allentown. Uh, yes, for Chris Squire's birthday, no longer with us, but we will do a block. And you um, too. this is the anniversary of them playing the Bijou Cafe. Oh, wow. Uh, their very first appearance, which Bono referenced in the interview yeah, that who, you set in with me. Who we gave have, him a ride? Uh, Remember? Cindy Drew. Cindy yeah. Drew, yeah. Oh, wow. There's, uh, there's video of her interviewing Bono. That's Unreal 3. And, yeah. yeah, she had driven him around. Yeah. And in her uh, little, yeah. you know, Subaru or... <laughs> Toyota or whatever it was. It's so great. You're going to play the the clip of that interview where he talks about holding a grudge? Yeah. All right, cool. But it's all part of the same clip because he said, uh, you know, uh, I referenced the shout-out they gave us unexpectedly from the stage. Uh, And then uh, going back, he said, you know, there were four stations. I'll I'll save the actual moment. But he he says, bear a grudge (laughs) in such a most unique fashion. Uh, that it's really cool, uh, as to the other radio stations that exist on the planet, every one of which I've been to this morning seeking this studio. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, I went to YSP, but it wasn't even there. It wasn't even there. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, it was just like, it was like, dude, aren't I supposed to rock and bang my head? I, I'm just, everything is confused and in a topsy-turvy state of consciousness. All right. Did I say what we're going to do? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. All right, rock on then, you bastards. All right, please please monitor Pierre today, if you would. Check it later. If you wouldn't mind. Check my blood pressure. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. The President Steve Show is brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme Markets. You can get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy, Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. And also Trinity Rehab. They can help you get rid of your pain. No prescription needed. Trinity-Rehab.com. Uh, listen to this mix of people that we will have on the show next week. 
Allie Sheedy. Allie, love Allie Sheedy. Always wanted to talk to. Yes. Tim Tebow. Tim Whoa, Tebow. There's a name out of the past. That's cool. Uh, comedian J.R. de Guzman and uh, comedian Joe DeRosa, who we haven't spoken to in some That's time. A nice collection of folk. Yep, and we'll add more to that, I am sure. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a fantastic weekend, friends. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two da bat two ba 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 